I wasn't feeling it this year. I was telling people that I didn't get nominated, so I there was no reason to be disappointed when I didn't get nominated for the Pitch Awards this year. And so I was prepared for that, whatever. And now I have to just say thank you to all of you guys for nominating me. We got nominated again. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I did not expect it this year. I just wasn't feeling it for whatever reason. And we got nominated again for Best Local Podcast in Kansas City for the Pitch Awards. Go to thepitchkc.com. And it'll be right there on the front to where you can go vote. It's under the Arts and Entertainment Scroll down to Best Local Podcast, and you'll see Neander Talk Podcast there. Click the vote button. Boom! I'm so excited. I really am. I had to start this episode off with like like that. Just a big thank you got to you guys for nominating me. And uh, now we just got to go win this thing. We got to do it. We got to take it down. The people that won it last year, they're not nominated this year. There are some great podcasts nominated. Um, <clears throat> we're up some against some competition. But enough of all that, I'm just stoked and honored to be nominated again. It just, that's just, I don't know, I love it. I love the pitch, I love Kansas City, and it's just an honor to be in that frame, to even be voted on, to be even considered the best local podcast in Kansas City. All right, got that out of the way. I'm super stoked, obviously, and I'm really stoked and happy about this podcast, about this episode. I've been looking forward to having this conversation and sharing it with you guys. This is Crystal Lampett, Kansas City celebrity. She doesn't like that term, but she, Crystal, you're a celebrity. You're a local celebrity. Take it. Enjoy it. And I don't know if you guys, you know, we all assume things, right? We all assume different things about, especially like TV personalities that you you see on there. And if you don't do too much information or digging or whatever, you might not know what to expect. Like I said, you just assume. And I, you know, I kind of do that with Sean Edwards too. Just, you know, just thinking they're kind of, kind of squares, not super squarey, you know what I mean? But not like I have any roundness to them. And I was blown away with, 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 uh, with Sean. He was just the coolest dude ever. And then we got Crystal here, TV personality. Um, you know, she's really pretty. She's on TV, uh, had a great show, great local talk show, like live talk show here, just doing all these awesome things. Um, but she wants to put her, you know, her goals in life are just to really better people. Just make people better. She's in mental health now. Like she's taking a step away from the camera and pursuing this noble, noble pursuit. And it's a beautiful, gorgeous thing to see someone that has potential to do, to have like, I don't know, a more of a selfish pursuit if they really wanted to. It's there. If they didn't want to help people out, like she doesn't have to do this. Like she could easily do whatever she wanted uh, in front of a camera. And pursue different avenues. But she's just a really amazing person. And I don't know. I'm not going to get too much more into it. Um, Mental health is is a big thing with her. And trauma. And trauma healing. And it's just. This was a fascinating episode. It was really cool to see someone like this make a pursuit in their life to just better humans, you know, 
She's just trying to help, help out humankind. Uh, she's a beautiful person inside and out. And it, it was just an honor to have her on here. And I don't know what else to say. Why, why say anything else? Let's start the episode. This was fun. You guys are going to like this one. I really enjoyed it. Crystal Lampin, episode 110, I think. And again, guys, thank you for nominating me. Here we go. Boom, schlock, boom. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Roy the Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Podcast. Boom, schlock, boom. I was like, is he going to be asking me, is he going to be like Howard Stern asking me like sex questions? Is this going to get weird? Because there are people who do that. For sure. There was, who was it? Uh, There's a radio, a local radio We're starting this off in three, two, one. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. (laughs) There was a local radio guy who just was fully, like all he wanted to do was talk about, like he would bring on local um, TV personalities or whatever and just like ask them what their favorite sex position was. So I had to check you out first because I, you know, I was just like, oh my god, and I, I'd met you. You've been on our morning show, so I didn't get any, you know, you can tell when was people vetted. have weird vibes. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But I just wanted to know. I was like, what does he ask his guests? Is he gonna be like, so Crystal, what's your favorite position? And then I was gonna have to be like, all right, get me the f out of here. No, I wasn't. No, this is great. Instead, you're like, like why, you know, no. instead you're like, have some whiskey. Yeah. Here's some water. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, we, I like to kind of see a lot of times what the guests want to drink. And a lot of times I just would say, hey, what do you want to drink? And I think they would always assume I meant alcohol. Oh, sure. And I'm always <laughs> yeah, you, fine you with that. You prefaced it with, but it doesn't have to be well, alcohol. I've changed <laughs> it because I don't want people to think like, oh my gosh, it's noon on a Sunday. And we're going to go get, right. we're going to start we're drinking. Get like, <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, but not all the time. So I just want to make sure, like, and you're like, yeah, I'll t- I like b- water. But I'm a water girl. I drink water 99 percent of the time, like all humans should. Um, but if I were to pick the only the only other things I drink are yeah. um, are whiskey and um, coconut water. Coconut water. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big. Uh, it's good. It's hydrating. I've tried it. It's good. It's I've good tried for it. you. Um, but no, I'm a big, I like whiskey. I just, I haven't, I haven't been drinking a lot of it because it's, um, well, it's potent and, and none of the bars have been open, but apparently you have discovered all the bars that even during COVID you're like, I'm bar hopping. How, how is that even possible? Is that a joke? Were you just making that up? (laughs) No. I, you should no. Well, I, I'll show you my phone. I'll show you all my pictures and videos of every How week and all these drinks. How many humans have you interacted with then? I'm like, I have interacted with a lot. I'm like, I'm so scared to be sitting as close to you right now. You are. I wear my mask. <laughs> like, I'm outside. Okay, Here's the thing. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not an idiot about it. Okay. Um. So the science about it is, you're not going to get it in sunlight. The sunlight kills it immediately. Okay. So I'm outside a lot. Don't roll your eyes. You don't. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. I'm, this the is science kills it, it does. The okay, si- science kills not, this. Not uh, the sun doesn't kill it like immediately. Though Boom. it has to be a certain Bam. temperature. Uh-uh, I hate it. The sun okay. hits it. Even UV light. Okay. Hits it. <laughs> UV light kills it. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't. But what if it's cloudy? Or I mean, it, it, uh, there's all there are other factors that go into that. It's okay. not just like look, I, I, wear I my trust mask. you. I okay. I wear my mask. Okay. Because you have to. 
Yeah. Uh, and then I stay outside when I can. And I social distance too. I didn't even know that there were places that. Oh my gosh. I know there's like the odd restaurant because I've been to like a patio here and there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think there were a lot of actual bars open. So I go, I like the crossroads, River Market, like I, like the streetcar is great. Like I'll hop off and mm-hmm. out in the streetcar and like go to some of the places that are on there. So um, Harry's Country Club in the River oh, Market. I love that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's whiskey every Sunday, 40% off their medicine cabinet. So I found really? out, yeah, they have a High West one that's tw- $20 for a shot. But okay. you go there for 40, you know, when it's 40% off, it's like 12 bucks. And it is, <laughs> it is the most amazing. It's also, a high West like, one. I don't ever take shots of whiskey though. No, no, I it's not like for a shot. I mean, it, I mean, I but mean, sure, pour. Sure. Okay. It's, that, that, okay. it's not a shot. It's, okay. it's you, you put it in a glass like right, this right, and you right. sip gotcha. on it and it's so good. And this is very good by the way. So I just had like my first sip. This is phenomenal. This is the high West whiskey. What do you typically drink? Uh, this is the American Prairie bourbon. They have a couple different kinds. What do I normally drink? Like, yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been on a whiskey kick lately. Um, and I like it straight, but I do like whiskey drinks. There's a drink called a whiskey smash. Ooh. And that's that? like, you know, you take those little muddlers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just take half a lemon, a tablespoon of sugar, okay. an ounce or two of whiskey and like eight mint leaves. Smash it that all up. Reminds me a little bit of a Moscow Mule, a little bit. A little bit. You smash that all up, and then put it over ice. Oh, okay. It's I could really see that. Good. Yeah. But like really good whiskey like this, I just like to sip on. You it. don't even need to add anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. High West whiskey. I'm looking for a whiskey sponsor. Sponsors. I'll let your boy. It's the best whiskey for thirty. This was like thirty-two dollars, and that is a steal at this. Last week we had Jay Rieger whiskey and that was nice. the same price you didn't feel like it was I as didn't, good mm-mm. i mean it was it was it didn't have any heat so it was it went down I easy i will say this has like i mean my stomach is warm right now yeah <laughs> this has a nice like this is a great cold winter's night whiskey drink it's a good that's how noon on that's Sunday how podcast I, drink. New, it, that that too. But if I had to describe, I'm not bougie enough to to know how to describe the the. I don't know. Are they notes? Is that is that what it's called with whiskey? Oh, no, I don't know. Let's not get technical here. This I is don't just know. good tasting alcohol to me. It tastes I don't good know. in not, my belly. I'm certainly not sophisticated. Look at me. I'm an independence. You think I'm going to nail about? down the notes this in this? Is, I'm very. I'm impressed by the space. Thank you. This is good. Thank you. Yeah. Looks good. All right. Your set was pretty dope. We haven't even <laughs> yeah. talked about who this is. Yeah, who am yeah, I yeah. talking to oh, right yeah. now? This just is just some alcoholic who's some, <laughs> drinking up all your whiskey on a Sunday. Just some check him out at a bar. I said, hey, want to do my podcast? I got whiskey. She said, yeah, I'm a drunk. I okay. didn't get weird vibes either. At that, no. Yeah. So this is Crystal Lampett. She was uh, she was on TV for a long time here in long Kansas time. City. 38 yes. The Spot. 38th spot and 41 action news um for for our for kansas city listeners do you have a lot of a big case audience? Okay. audience so city. you guys will be familiar with it um yeah i've jumped i jumped around for a little bit i worked in television for gosh forever since i was 18 i was working behind the scenes and i worked in it for well over a decade and, where did you start um, 
I started at a for a, I worked for an independent filmmaker um, in Overland Park, and she produces i'm really excited <laughs> plug um so it's for horizon productions is the name of her company and she has a documentary called Transhood coming out really soon and also my best friend works there now too works with her and um, it's all about um, kids transitioning into you know whatever a different sex and um and it's it was pretty cool i was a like a Production coordinator was technically my title, but okay. I did a lot of other stuff too. So I was started off behind the scenes and then eventually um, did in front of the camera stuff and did that for a long time and did the morning show, did the morning newscast, yeah, did some reporting for Sporting KC, did all oh, sorts yeah? of stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a good um, good solid eight years of hustle. Nice. Yeah. Did you yeah. love it? I did. Yeah. It was it was a a really great first kind of like I guess big girl job because you know anybody who works in film or media you know that there's a lot of hustling um freelance. Okay. There are not a lot of full-time 401k you know mm. grown-up jobs in media and the ones that there are are very few and far between. So um being on air at all is just there are very few jobs. Um, so when I actually initially started at the station, it was part time and I was still working for uh, the independent filmmaker and I was still doing all that stuff part of the time as well. Um, so it took a it took a while before I finally was like, OK, I, I need to stop working like 14 jobs. And I asked the station, like, can I come on full time? And so it was kind of my first, like, I would say big girl job, because prior to that, I was doing really cool stuff. Like what? And we were working with. So with the production company <clears throat> that I was at previously, I was getting to be a really um, closely involved in the pitching process of so coming up with like a pitch reel or a sizzle reel if you will okay. and then um my boss would take these to all the networks in LA and New York and she would you know shop them around um and a lot of her work ended up do you remember we we tv women's entertainment network mm -hmm. um so some of her stuff aired on there high school confidential was one of those um and transhood is on HBO that's gonna be I think it's coming out in September now I'm gonna have to ask Sam my best friend is um uh, busy with that but that's going to be that's out on big. HBO um, yeah deal. so I wasn't involved in any of that no, I know but this that, but was this the stuff which her, this yeah. is what she was doing oh, cool. and so I got to be a part of that process um, back in the day uh, but it's also you know it was just like a contract job there were really no benefits and I was getting to where I was like maybe I should settle down a little bit um, which is hilarious now because I was like 23 <laughs> I'm like yeah, well, you I was know that's way ahead of the game yeah but then, then I was thinking but you're a woman like women yeah you know you guys mature faster you're like sure, start thinking do. about that thing like yeah I think it, I'm not supposed to mature for another three more years how old are you 40 how, oh 40 yeah. when did you turn 40 October 26th so Happy I'm almost belated. 41 yeah <laughs> how gray my beard is it is it's getting salt and pepper you know, I think like the last time I saw you it was even more youthful I might not have really had know. much of it. I didn't. <laughs> you, I think you had shaved it off. Probably or close to it. Yeah. This has been the quarantine. Like since quarantine started, quarantine I've just been like, beard. boom, I'm just going to let it keep going. Good. It looks good. Thanks. You should keep, well, see, like men look good with the salt and pepper. It's It makes you look distinguished. Women don't really want to do. Yeah. We're like, oh, let's cover up the grays. Yeah. And, you know. It's, so. it's, it's a hassle having a beard. 
Do you have to like condition that? I wash it and I oil it, and oh. my mustache is crazy. Like it's just so I, when I've grown beards before, and I usually line up the lip so he can eat and so that just looks so you can lip and now you just look i like this is why i haven't had gotten covid i have a natural mask <laughs> like my mask like my goat like this this beard just it's okay. it sees the virus and it just grabs it and kills it immediately uh, like this is a manly beard does it crystal have a, a built-in uv light feature yes, it is does. that what you're it telling emanates me? UV underneath light. Yes. there <laughs> yeah it kills it on contact elon musk okay. made me a specially designed <laughs> mask for under my beard i promise you it works brought to you by dr ryan Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, I need to grow a beard. Basically, I need to have a. Yeah. Okay. I'll work on that. Okay. See what I can do. I'm just gonna shave mine and give it away for <laughs> charity. <laughs> you do like beard extensions. Yeah. I'm sure that's a thing. It's gotta be real right? human for, hair for men that can't really extension. grow a beard. Because I know that's a isn't that kind of a thing too? Like guys who can't grow beards feel kind of insecure about it. I wouldn't know, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I wouldn't know because <laughs> clearly you seen I have a, this? no. It's not that, but I think there is something there because I do. I get more compliments on my beard from men than I do women. Sure. And there are, you know, you do get a lot of time. I wish I could grow a beard. I wish I could grow yeah. a beard like that. When I grow mine, it's all scraggly or, but then you still or see patchy. Yeah, and mm. you still guys see guys that try to do that and just why it doesn't if you can't do it right. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. I've seen those like, have you seen those like hair powder commercials? They're like, so it's basically powder that is colored, tinted to match, you know, black, brown, whatever your hair color is. And um, covers up your bald it spot. covers up your bald spots. And so I've seen like those commercials where they'll they'll use it on their head, you know, because men have the male pattern baldness and it's like these fibers. So it's a powder with these big fibers that make it look like you have hair. And I've seen them. You can use it on like beards too. It just latches on to your little like your tiny microscopic hairs. Okay. So I don't know. Tip. Beauty tips. Apparently I'm doing men's beauty tips now. Keep it up. <laughs> we'll get you successful. One I don't way know or anything about this. I just it, that's just what made, that made me think of. Because I know guys are so like weird if they don't if they can't get a full beard they're mm-hmm. kind of like oh mine's all patchy and scraggly and I'm like God what a strange thing to be insecure about but I get you know there are weirder things we all have our our strange insecurities so oh for sure yeah yeah let me just give you my list here what mine are <laughs> how much time do you have how much time do you have <laughs> I poured myself a shot because I said how nervous I was to talk to you. So why are you nervous? I don't I'm understand. really not. I'm just I'm really not. Okay. I'm like, you do Because you're a this celebrity. Is, this is episode. Not really. But I mean. Cheers, Charles. Charles off mic. Charles is a celebrity. Yeah, he is. Charles hey. had just dropped his. When did just, you drop your just album? Dro- he just dropped a song. Just dropped a new song. New called, single. Called Paper Lotus. Find it on Paper Spotify. Paper Lotus? Yeah. That sounds like Asian inspired. I kind of like. I think mm. of like a origami lotus. No. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just reading into it based on my background. Okay. I want to check this out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Oh. <clears throat> Ooh. That is good. It is. I went it. straight from my Sunday morning coffee to this whiskey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will. Uh, yeah. You, you have surprised me. Um, How so? I'm just. It's, it's my own. It shouldn't have. It shouldn't be like. But like you assume things. Like I assume. <laughs> like and, and Sean Edwards. Do you oh. know him? No. Fox Four movie critic. Okay. 
uh, one of the, probably the coolest dude in Kansas City. Okay, like legit, just Sean. like Sean. I bet Edwards. I would recognize his face then if he's on Fox. Is he still on Fox Four? I don't watch TV. Oh, okay. Probably, probably. Okay, I pro- I would probably, probably recognize his face then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So anyway, you had assumptions about. Just the media personality, like sure. you meet you, the media people, like you. What are what are like your? I'm I had him because I had him on the podcast. I assume, I thought he was going to be I, and you, buttoned up and kind yeah. of a square. Yeah. But even though like you're bubbly and and, and happy sure. and smiley, like, but that's like that on air thing. It's. But it's I mean, I'm sure that's you too. It is, but it's exaggerated for for okay. TV because, and and I don't know if like you notice this so much, but. When when you're on air, it's like everything has to be times 10 to just look natural to the average viewer. So literally your makeup has to be like 10 pounds of makeup. And and when you when it but it actually translates as looking very natural when mm-hmm. when it's actually on air. Well, for some, I know some people who are like, whoa, simmer down there on the blush. <laughs> but but also, I think with your personality, I mean, you'll be like weather guys. You know, Gary Lezak is one of my favorites. And that's his genuine personality is that is pretty much that big all the time. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for what he's like at home. But, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with him. And he really is like this all the time, like big arm movements and animated and but when you when you look at it on air, it doesn't look out of place at all. I mean, I think within the context, it just looks like he's a normal person who's excited about weather. Um, and so I think with the morning show, at least, because we were talking about sometimes really kind of mundane topics like mm-hmm. windows and siding. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was necessary, <laughs> but you had to make that look exciting somehow. Sure. And so I, I do think part of your job when you're on air is to just, it's like you kind of overdo it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's inauthentic. I think you genuinely have to be a pretty like uh, sunny person there to want to be on air in general. Or you have to at least be able to act that way. Trust me. There were <laughs> there were moments where I was like, I, the last thing I want to do is smile this morning. Sure. But um. But you know, when you do that, it just it just looks normal. When when I'm watching it from home, if I like and I don't I didn't really ever watch myself, so I don't know. Like I genuinely don't like watching myself. Oh yeah, right. But when I did, um there were days where I was like, "Jesus, Crystal, like perk up." Like it, it, but in my mind on that day, I was giving it like 110 because I was probably like sleep deprived. <laughs> I was probably tired that day and um and and there are days I actually had a viewer comment once like I've noticed on some days, like, you can tell you just really don't want to be there. And I was like, well, shit. Like, really? <laughs> I was like, I thought I was faking I it I thought I was so faking well. it so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, every, you know, I'm, I'm a human. Like, I would have days where I was just, I didn't sleep the night before and I was exhausted or I was sick. I, you know, I have, like, major allergies is, like, one of my things. Uh. So I would have these horrible sinus infections and I just, but I didn't want to miss a day of filming. So it was because it was such a, it would put so many people out, you know. Um, so I'd be there like all congested and swollen and like doing my best to, to deliver the entertainment news or the local happenings in a, a semi perky manner. But it just was even at even at my best. Sometimes I, I still would like look at it later like, oh, yeah, I kind of see what they mean. Like that day I was not Whoa. very perky. I never thought about that kind of aspect like. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch a ton of TV. Like I, I don't either. Was a cord cutter back before sure. like ten years or so plus. Like I'm a YouTube, Netflix kind of mm-hmm. guy. Same. Um, so I, 
but I didn't. I bet most people don't even think about. They just see you guys on TV and, gosh, how lucky! I want that job. Oh, how hard sure. is that? I want. Why? Why were yeah. they so lucky? They get to be, and then you're going to complain about. Oh, I'm tired. You know, yeah. Why I go make my million? Because I'm sure everyone thinks you make millions no, of dollars. Right, which is everyone not the thinks case. they do. That's so funny. And that you're I on wish there. that was the case. And then, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah. have a lot of pressure. You've got to. You have to put in like yeah. no matter what. You have to be on. And you're not just That's reading from a really prompter. Hard. Yeah, like a lot. It's crazy, especially the way that media is going now. You know, everybody thinks like you literally like people would say like, who does your makeup? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, I bought this makeup from the dollar store and I'm doing it myself. This oh, morning. you do. You did your own yeah, makeup. There is no what. Like, who oh. do you think I'm on like CNN or something? Like, I would I would assume you would have had I know. A m- so, makeup so person. So this is good because we can we can dispel some of these assumptions because well, okay, it's very good. common. Yeah. The first time I saw I went and met you. That was the first time I've ever been on. Okay. Like a TV set, like a no second time, but like a real one. Okay. The other time was okay. like a small. Uh, it was. It doesn't matter. I was on okay. some little thing. It was not a, whatever. Like yours was like big production. Like this is legit. Okay. Big yeah. name, and so it was really cool for me to go yeah. in there, and yeah, I got to take a little tour. Super, yeah, super it's cool. A cool set. So even it going was. in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even after meeting you and just seeing how like. I, I, you were over the even over the top on that set like you just sure. look like super dressed up your, yeah. your makeup is all on point mm-hmm. you got your heels, heels on you got oh the my lights God, yeah and you're like you're like the star <laughs> like you're you're, you're talking oh, to everybody funny. like you're just yeah. like i'm wheeling you like you're it is very fast paced i will say it's all you are running on so much adrenaline because when you're um shoving that many people into a one hour show so it was a live daily show which meant that we had to book people every single day um you have to i mean with really not a lot of heads up or notice like you have to meet everyone know what you're asking them know who they are remember their names you know and there are days that it was so fun i mean with boom 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 and it's very like the art is making it look easy making it look fun because people don't want to watch a show if it looks like you're not having any fun right but you do have to like the whole time that you're on a set i mean you have a producer in your ear you're keeping track of the time you're remembering names you're remembering questions like a lot of that stuff like the prompter might have some basic stuff but a lot of it's ad lib because you just you want it to look live and conversational and it's just it's people think that you like you go on and you're just like reading from a prompter like it's like i'm ron burgundy you know, like you think it's like that that news anchor thing. Um, but a, a morning show is very different in that, like, yes, there is some of the newsy elements, but a lot of it is just like you just have to have energy and you have to be genuinely connecting with people. And also you have to think about it. You have people coming in who have never set foot on a TV set mm-hmm. and they're nervous as shit. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know what they're doing, where they're like right now, they'd be like, Oh my God, which camera do I look at? at? Who who do I? And I'd be like, just look at me. Like, and and you got to talk people off a ledge. I mean, you have to have so many skills around like making sure that people feel seen and comfortable Mm -hmm. and you know, like they're going to be taken care of. Like, don't worry. It's four minutes. It'll fly by. Mm -hmm. I've got your back, You, you know? And, and so there's a lot that goes into it. Um, beyond just the like, hi, good morning, and welcome to our morning show. Um, Damn. 
and you know the booking and the writing and the shooting and editing when you if you work in media now you have to know how to do all of that so that helped me because I was already I was a videographer and an editor freelance oh. before that's what I was doing okay. at the, the independent filmmakers uh, position that I was in so I kind of already did a lot of that so it translated really well are you kind of nerdy to, I'm a total nerd I mean look at what I'm transitioning into yeah well yeah we'll get there <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not like a, and it was very strange for me for a long time because I feel like a lot of people on television, they genuinely do like being on TV. I saw it as more of a platform. Like here's a way that I can spread my message. Um, Not so much as a way of like, I want people to look at me. Um, And I don't actually like, like shopping. I don't like makeup. I don't like doing my hair. Like this is how I normal. This is even like pretty done up. I like. I showered this morning. <laughs> I'm just making myself like sound Thank like you. a slob. But like I did too. You know, like it is very dressed up. Like you walk onto yeah. that set and it's lights and cameras and, and heels and everybody is very buttoned up and that's that's the role. Mm-hmm. Um but naturally that's not a lot of that's not me. It just was sort of like, this is what I need to this do. Rep, this is my job. This, this is, is what my the job, job requires. And I need to be professional. Um and, you know, there are a lot of things you can't do. You can't swear on air. You can't. Right. Um, you can have your personality, but it can't be too controversial. Mm-hmm. You can't really comment on anything and hold an opinion on anything or at least share your opinion on anything. It's very dangerous. Because then you've got people who are going to come after you and you've got sponsors and you've got. So you have to make a lot of people happy. And it's really hard to find your little authentic niche that you can occupy within a role that has so many specific requirements and it's how do you find that niche and still be authentic and still be you and still have fun with it um while also kind of making everyone happy which is a paradox in my opinion i mean that's you know i don't know that you can really do that right successfully <clears throat> for very long at least yeah um yeah there's so many places to go with this first of all i would like to just apologize to you why you know, I hope nothing negative happens to you after this podcast because the first time I met you, you got fired hours later. Oh, no. I, I met wasn't her fired. At, no, whatever it is, like you lost your show like hours after we met. I was that like, was oh my day. gosh. Did I that? know. <laughs> no. And I'm not really at liberty to speak about the show and the reason why they canceled it, but I was not fired. I actually could have chosen to stay on. Okay. Um, but it was not. Sorry, I didn't mean to yes. insult you. No, no. <laughs> uh, just to clear that up, none of us were fired. Okay. Yes. Um, but so there were options. Politely let go. They, yeah, there were options <laughs> and kind of like the show was canceled, which okay. happens all the time. If right. you guys work in media, you know, shows get canceled. All the- I don't Actually, work in media. Kansas City Live was has been canceled i don't know like four times like it's just it's just one of those shows it's a great show but i think just the way the the market is moving uh, a lot of people are getting rid of their morning shows so i won't comment on the reason why that morning show was canceled okay i wasn't gonna but, go there but, but i appreciate but it. no that was a very for <clears throat> me it was more of an intentional decision after that happened as a nudge to go fully into where I've been heading, which is into the mental health field. So I've been in my program for two years already um, at KU, um, getting my master's in social work. So that was kind of already in the works for me. And when the show got canceled, like there were other things I could have 
tried out for at the station and and I could have continued doing a lot of the stuff that I was already doing but I felt like without the morning show it just didn't feel like a good fit anymore it because the morning show was the most like it had the most creative freedom okay so I could talk about mental health I started I started a segment called mental health minute you know and I got so much feedback about that that was really positive and I finally felt like I was finding a spot where I could actually do what I wanted to do which was talk about wellness and mental health and reduce the stigma associated with that and so when the show was canceled it was kind of like I can't do this anywhere else none of the other platforms that would have been available to me I wouldn't have been able to speak about that and I wouldn't have had my co-host I wouldn't have had you know, any of the people that made that job so wonderful for me. Um, I mean, some of them were still there, but I wouldn't necessarily be working directly with them. Right. It just it changes everything. OK. And so I felt like, OK, this is my eight year anniversary. Like, I feel like this is just a sign for me. And I was also I was working 14 hours a day. Really? And I was not sleeping. I was exhausted and I was having health issues. Like, oh. I just was like. This is my sign. No, between there and my internship because I was taking therapy clients at night. So I would go to work all day. I would, you know, get there, do the morning show, get all the prep ready for the show, do the show live. And then in the afternoon, we would do any of our like pre-recorded shoots that we needed to do, any kind of like booking or corresponding with clients. And then I would go straight from there to my internship at a local therapy office and I would take clients all night until nine o'clock. Nice. And then I would get home at whatever, 9.30, do my homework. And then I would do it all over. I mean, it was was insane. Oh my gosh. And then on Saturdays I had class. So it was just like between juggling my master's program and working full time. And then I do volunteer stuff on the side and emceeing and all. And, you know, I like to do I like to do stuff like this podcast. It just got it got to be a lot. So I feel like when the show got canceled, it was kind of my sign to just be like something's got to give. And if if you're going to commit to working in mental health and being a therapist and really helping people with what what you say you want to do like now is the time so you're either going to step up and fully commit to it or you're gonna try to still kind of do both and I wouldn't say I was half-assing anything I still I felt like I was giving 120 percent every day but it was just wearing me down and my body was kind of giving out well, and I, letting I, me know that that day I met you your last day you were I was probably drinking a lot of coffee. As professional, I mean. Thank you. I don't know what to say. I came off that way. Oh my gosh! You came off like I was like I was kind of nervous. Like (laughs) we were like the whole thing. Why I was even there was just I had Doctor Susan. You were with Susan, yeah. I had Susan. I love her. uh, She's the Ah, best. Susan, I miss you. That is one thing I miss. Ah, Susan, Jasper, all the chefs that came in, coaches. Yeah. Anyway, Susan was the best. I had her on the podcast, and you know, I made some comment about me having a crush on you or something. How? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I know her. Blah, blah, blah. I'll take you to introduce oh, her. And blah, funny. blah, blah. We had like this whole conversation. But I really and I was excited to go see and like meet you. But I was really excited to go see the whole station. Sure. How everything how worked everything out. Works. And everything. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Uh-huh. And so that's why I was there that day. And, you know, anything that happened. And then you did say one of the worst things somebody what like you I could say? have said to me afterwards. 
what did I say? Well, I, I said like, I'm sorry, you're not there anymore, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, me too. Because I really wanted to have you on the show. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's a compliment, right? I know. Don't tell me I that. Know. Like, oh. Well, who would have known like six months later I'd be on your show? It all worked out. Yeah. yeah I, don't I, think, know. I don't think my show has the reach that Action 41 does. Or Well, I mean, I'm just I did think that too. I was like, because <laughs> no. I know I love that because we meet random people that I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? You know who would be a great guest to have on? I mean, that's how I've gotten just so many. So whenever we don't have a spot filled, that's when we just reach out of our back pockets. Like, oh, remember that one person that we met? And then we'll just, and we have, sometimes we have space to fill yeah. and then we can just have like cool podcasts on or local artists or right. um i i loved having therapists on obviously because right. i'm t- i'm totally agendaed but i liked having local therapists on relationship coaches because Kristen thomas fun. Kristen thomas what getting up? to talk about like all that your boy Kristen. Sex. i love that you know her isn't she great we're very open the doors coaching open the doors Kristen coach. is she's, amazing she's been on a couple times I've been on, like we're good friends yeah I and like she her. talks about sex so openly and such she has such a healthy dialogue around it. She's now so I know what her favorite position is. Oh well, she no, I'm probably just kidding. talks I'm just about kidding. it <laughs> within that context. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and that was where. It, so that was why I loved that job, right? Because so yes, we had to do the clients, and we had we had the scripted stuff that had to be very specific. Mm-hmm. But then we'd have all these little small areas where we could just have fun and be creative and just feature cool people. I mean, that's yeah. what the show was about was featuring cool people. But of course, we had to pay the bills too. Right, right. Um, and even with our paid segments, we tried to make them really interesting. You know, like windows and siding is really exciting if you're looking at windows and siding and you want to like talk about tips and like we tried to make things bring some sort of value to your life right um but we all have biases right and and i know that tv and the news it's all about not being biased and not taking sides but we're all human we all have biases and we all have things that we care about more than others um and I really cared about mental health and I wanted to talk to people about domestic violence and I wanted to talk to women about building up their self-worth and not accepting anything less than a lot of the shit they were doled out. Um, and I wanted to talk about um, especially young women, you know, growing up with confidence Um and I loved having people like, like Kristen Thomas to talk about things like sex um, because it was so like almost pushing the envelope on the for morning there, right? it's on the edge right. for morning television to mm-hmm. be like we're gonna talk about sex it's like but if you could make it but think about who's probably watching that show i imagine it's a lot yes. of stay at home soccer moms in johnson county sure. that you know absolutely I they're in marriages lot, they're in marriages i imagine they are you know there's some freaks out there there's they're looking stuff. To, they're looking how they can branch out a little bit and what better and way why, to, yeah. like and why taboo this thing that we all naturally do like uh, you know we're you know? puritan society you know we're still we've got the remnants yeah. of the puritans i mean just we're, we're, we're working past it we're working past it we're getting there i know i agree i agree and i do think it, it you know it was so nice to have an outlet 
mm-hmm. that was sort of like, let's have these conversations in a really honest and respectful way. Um, and we had to be careful. Again, there were always sort of standards and, and guidelines to work within. But but those little pockets where I can talk about. You mean Karens. You're worried about the Karens of the world calling oh, in. Oh, trust me. I'm very familiar. I had familiar. my eight-year-old watching and you're talking about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Actually, like, were you the Karen that wrote that? Because that is exactly an email that <laughs> I got. That's every Karen's email. No, I'm not a Karen. I don't tell on anybody for anything. Middle name Karen. Ryan Karen. Westa. Westa. Which yeah. I did not know your last name. I was like, Ryan Neanderthal. Yeah. Podcast dude. You had no reason to know my last name. Why would you know it? <laughs> I don't introduce myself. Hello, I'm Ryan Westa. Well, I was trying to remember because I, I, m- I met you. I might start doing that. sounded kind of good. Ryan Westa's a good name. It's a good name. Have you ever like looked into acting? Like, ha- Has acting been a part of your repertoire or anything that you've been interested in at any point in time? Um, it sounds like an I, actor I, name. No. I mean, when I was uh, in like middle school, my grandpa was a, a theater um, director and I was in a play okay. but I, other than that I mean okay just I, saying you know I don't podcasting act you could be like the next Dax Shepard all right I'm not against and, it and I like what he he talks about so Dax is one of well, I will Dax say Shepard. I don't you might not like what I talk about I don't listen to a ton of podcasts admittedly but um Dax's podcast, uh, Armchair Expert, is one of my favorites because he is so good about addressing exactly what we're talking about. Topics that are taboo, mental health, sex, you know, just being human. Issues that make you human. He's so good at talking. Being human is fucking weird. weird. And hard and strange. It's so weird. It's such a weird existence that we have. It is very weird. All right. I guess I'll stop talking to you about your uh, illustrious TV career. It was I'm still fun. very fascinated with, but I don't have you all day and we will, I did want to talk about mental health. Um, yes, you are, w- which is very admirable to go from, Hey, I can be on TV. Yeah. Being, a, <sighs> you know, a personality or whatever. What's it yeah. like? God, let me ask one more question and then we'll go to sure, mental sure, health. Sure, sure, sure. Like you were like. Or are, or are, I don't know, like, are you a, like a local celebrity? Like, do you go out and are people like, oh my gosh, I saw you the other night on TV. Like, do you get that stuff? So, or like what? yes, I get that. Okay. I don't see myself as a celebrity because I, I don't even know what that means. Right. I mean, you know, I'm like, I, I live want, in a right. house with a dog and Right. A, Where a is sweet, Foxy, by the way? I thought you were going to. Oh, could I have brought her? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. I would have loved that. Yeah. Oh shit! She's the best, the Absolute most, best. Um, the cutest dog ever. Like she's very ugly. photogenic. She's probably ugly in real uh, life, but very no, photogenic. she's not. She's actually not. <laughs> yeah, I Photoshop her. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Kardashian. I have dogs. like a whole editing software yeah, you, just you to should, make her look cute. Uh, you should see her she's ass. Actually like a That's sc- just <laughs> <laughs> you can like if you look closely enough, you'll see that like the door frame is warped. Those, yeah. I've, I've given her the hourglass. <laughs> no, she's oh god, she was a rescue. Okay, and I will say this, like, I love television, and it will always be a part of my life, and I don't even think I'm, like, fully done with it. I think if there is an opportunity that makes sense for me, and I can speak about the things that matter to me, I will do it. That was sort of my standard for staying in television, was will I get to cover the stories, the people, and the topics that are really important to me? And if I don't feel like I can do that, then I don't think it's time, I think it's time for me to move on. And when, so when I got to a place where I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that 
in in the role that was available to right, me at right. the station and and in what what was open and in the <coughs> world at that time. So so for me it was like okay, how about let me really focus on my last year of my masters because it's a lot. I mean, you take therapy clients and you see people on their worst days and I deal, I'm specializing in trauma. So I'm doing an additional like really specialized trauma training um, in addition to my master's program. So I'm just, there's just enough going on that I was like, I, I want to do this justice and I don't want to be like, you know, ooh, shiny thing over here and distracted. And it's, yeah. So it was kind of a hard decision, but but I'm thinking now about all the things and I'm in a strange place right now, right? I'm kind of in transition. And as humans, we all go through these like weird are, ass seasons yeah. where it's like, who am I? What am I doing? And I had identified so much with television because it's all I've known since I was 18. My my undergraduate oh, degree yeah. was in film and media okay. and communication. And I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. And that's what I was doing early on was I was working with a documentary filmmaker. And in my head, I was like, I was going to make these these movies that made a difference and you know uh, the filmmaker that I worked for focuses on women's issues so there was always that undertone of I really want to focus on social justice and I want to bring women's stories to the forefront and and I was getting to do that when I kind of got the the I feel like the on-air thing it was just again it was like another platform it was another outlet it was another way that I could talk about these things but when you're in a corporate job Mm -hmm. there are there are very specific rules and you have to follow those rules. And so I couldn't post like the stuff that I post on Instagram now. Oh, your rules affect even outside of everything in front of the camera. You it's like sign your whole a life contract like a, that uh, says, yes. What do they call that? A uh, non-disclosure, non-compete. Yeah, sure. I know that, but um, a social morality media. clause or some type of, it's a, it's very restrictive. Um, and I understand why, because anything that you put a out lot of there money involved. can reflect poorly on the station. Um, like if you want to do like a, a, a Jim Beam commercial or something, you exactly. wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, we couldn't even drink on air. And I was like, I'm I'm in my 30s. <laughs> can I drink on air? But we weren't allowed to because it was frowned upon. What if you hit it? Did you ever, did anybody hide, did you ever hide any whiskey in your coffee drink? Oh my God, no. But Bud Light was one of our clients at one time. And Bud Light gave me like a 36 pack. What, do they come in 36 packs? 40 packs? Bud Light, I don't want you as a sponsor to keep your money. Well, they were, they were a sponsor and they gave me (laughs) a free, like big thing. I don't drink a lot of beer. So I. (laughs) <laughs> and I had it under my desk. And I remember at one point my supervisor being like, hey, Crystal, like you need to take that home. Because like because if people don't know the context, yeah, they exactly. don't understand like Bud Holy Light cr- yeah. is our sponsor. They are a client of ours. It's totally OK that she has a 36 pack of beer <laughs> under her desk. She's constantly pounding. I would them, get yeah. reported. Yeah. And so I had to like bring it home. And then I was like, I don't want to drink this. So I gave it to someone because I was like, thanks, Bud Light. But I'm not going to drink all this beer. Um, so, it, but it's tricky. It's stuff like that. There yeah. are a lot of like oxymorons, you know, it's like, don't drink and don't be too sassy and don't be too anything, but we have an alcohol sponsor and if right. they come on, just talk about how great their product is, but don't touch it, don't carry it, don't drink it. And so I had to constantly walk this extremely fine line. And after a while it gets, for me personally, it became exhausting because I couldn't imagine you just, I'm like, I just want to be me and I can, I drink responsibly. I don't have any problems with people who drink. 
I, you know, personally, I'm totally okay with it. So right. can I take a sip of this Bud Light because it's the client le- wants because me it's to? Because it's legal? And because I'm totally allowed? Yeah. Um, so there were lots of little rules. And different people meant different rules. And there are just a lot of things that you have to think of that I don't think people realize in that role. Um, because you are having so much fun and you're there is a lot of creativity and there are some creative liberties that you have. Um, I think people don't think about all of the rules that you are boxed into. Mm-hmm. And that became tiring for me after a while right. because there is a level of... Um, cognitive dissonance I think that goes along with it like living this life where I'm like I'm fine with this but I can't do this because xyz and that's kind of tied to my income and my living my life like maybe I need to follow those rules okay did you ever have to worry about like going out to a club or a bar Mm -hmm. and making sure Mm -hmm. yeah which luckily so the good thing is I'm not a party girl at all I really haven't been so I used to I used to model and I had a I had a chapter of my life where I was traveling um and I was modeling I was living in all these different countries and I had I had a phase right like we all kind of had our like oh I remember my modeling phase yeah no 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 no. I was partying no no I'm talking about my modeling let me tell you about my Calvin do you have a modeling phase did you have a modeling phase no it's very sweet that that you would say that no No, I can see that and especially with the beard you know like beards are really in so I'm just saying no I didn't just saying screwing around um but you know, like the the early twenties, late teens, kind of just like going out phase. Like oh, you're yeah. still in <laughs> you it. No, no, you're still in stop, it. Stop, stop! How dare you? How dare you? However, <laughs> I was when I was in my early twenties, not still in it, but re in it, divorced phase. Like after you get divorced. Oh, okay. And now I was like that. Fair. Straight, but now it's been a couple of years. I'm not like that now. I'm not like, holla at your okay, boy, Mr. Bar Hopping. <laughs> That's a joke. Like that's a slight joke because I do go out. It's not like bar hopping for chicks. It's just I know, I know. Bar hopping, going out, having a good time. time. I have no problems with bars. I'm sweating here. I'm under the microscope. What's going on here? Yeah, you didn't didn't know this was gonna happen. (laughs) Yeah, no. There is a point after a divorce. I think, and and it's not just. You know what? It's a. When was your divorce? It's oh man. And you don't have to answer these questions. No, no, I will, okay. I'll answer anything. Okay. I'm an open book. I've okay. talked about okay. mental health. I've talked about Yay, my that issues. Makes me happy. I'm very, I've, I yeah, this that. is a big mental health. Like, 100%. The reason I do this podcast started out so I w- wouldn't, I was in a dark place in my life and I needed mm. something to help get, wow, get yeah. myself out of that dark place. I oh needed, my God. Awesome. I needed, I needed something. And so it was oh, I love that. building this studio and giving me something to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to work cool. on and to do and to, I don't want to say give my life purpose and meaning because I have my kids, but I don't have my kids mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah. I, I and needed, you needed something just for you. Yes. I need something for me that is, is, uh, you know, I've said since day, since before I started the podcast, I don't care if one person listens to the show or a million like this is for me. Yeah. I don't care. Like it's this is selfishly whatever you want to call this is my podcast and it's for me and it's to do to keep me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What an awesome way to deal with something really tragic too that didn't devolve into. And, and, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong. I know a lot of people after something really tragic, they do get addicted to drinking drugs, whatever, and right. doing all sorts of things. And, and that makes total sense to me. And there is zero shame in any of that. Um, but like i just want to commend you for like finding something really cool like here's oh, here's an outlet 
And it is amazing because when you look at this set, like I know that this took some serious effort and and you can see like the amount of care and attention to detail that it took to go into this, which is so important when you're going through something shitty to just be able to, to like, here's a project and I'm going to just dive into it. It saved my life. Honestly, it just Mm -hmm. really just gave me something to, to do. And now, and now I've, it's, it's like, I kind of jokingly say it's a selfish pursuit, but um, ultimately, I want to get it to a point to where it is help. Like I love, like you were saying with your show, you want like all these cool people coming on. Yeah. Like I love art. I love, I love local music. I love local comics. I love local everything. Like, and I just, I want the show one day to be so big. Like I just want to promote people that I think deserve to be seen and heard. And that's what it's turned into. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's just, it's just turning into something cool. That's cool. Yeah, well, and it that. started as something for yourself. Yeah. Now it's bigger than that. It's become something more than that where you're actually reaching. No, nah, fuck all them. It's still just for me. <laughs> that's, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. But like what a wonderful bri- byproduct yeah. of, uh, you know, of yeah. something that started off as a really shitty situation and mm-hmm. turning it into, I'm going to do something with this now i'm gonna do something with all of this agony and stress and i mean so how long has it been now that you've been post-divorce on this (sighs) new journey i that's i i don't know how to answer that Uh, i've been officially divorced i want to say for two and a half years Mm -hmm. but you're done before that separated before that yeah checked out before that like so yeah so it's been a minute. Um, it's been a minute. So I started the podcast and I I did two episodes, two episodes, two or three episodes. And then uh, without getting into two, it's a long story, so I won't get into mm-hmm. it. But some stuff happened and it gave me an excuse to not do it anymore. To not do the podcast anymore. I okay. am sometimes prone to self-sabotage um yep. procrastination sure. just coming up sounds familiar yeah um and i use this stupid stupid excuse or stupid reason as an excuse to not continue my podcast for what for multiple whatever reasons i have okay consciously and subconsciously sure. right and then my sister wanted to come out and visit me and i love and respect the heck out of my sister she's super young she's was is going was going to the university of michigan she's very conservative conservative on a very liberal campus and she's starting these these groups of like hey lefties liberals Mm -hmm. whoever Mm -hmm. let's have conversations where they're not the constructive honest open conversations and so Hmm. she's into these in these uh organizations and so i she wanted to come on the podcast when she come come to visit me i was like all right I'll do the things I needed to do to do to start the podcast back up okay. and just for you. And because this was like six months since my second podcast where I just kind of like second <clears throat> podcast episode, two episodes. Yeah, I did two episodes. Wow. Sorry. So, yeah, I did like two episodes. Wow. And, and, and you were like, boom, done. OK. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I can justify it all I want, but it's not no, a justification. I, no, it's just I justifying it. it for me. I get it. And it's lying to myself. Right. It's whatever. Um, and so it. I finally, she came out and we did a podcast. It was great. It was awesome. Started it back up. How cool. And then ever since her, I've been going hard. Like not every weekend, but almost every weekend. I mean, I've, uh, this is episode 110 or something. That's like amazing. That. I don't know. Wow. 
So I owe this podcast, a, you know, a great we deal of debt to my to, sister. To sister. Big sister, little sister? Little sister. Little sister. I'm the biggest. Okay. okay. Always the biggest, Chris. Don't you worry uh-huh. about that. Uh-huh. I'm like, you might be bigger than me, but I still take you down. <laughs> You're a year and a half younger than me. And I'll always be your bigger brother. <laughs> What's always, her name? Her, that's Katie, but my brother's okay. Chris. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I They're both younger than me. Oh no, no, sorry. I started talking shit on my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. A little bit of my my story, and to yeah, let's say pro mental health. I I enjoy talking about that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I because I never dealed with depression. I was like, mm. I was one of those like. What are you talking about? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Time. Get out, yeah. get out of your bed. That's what most people get out of your programmed. bed and just mm-hmm. fucking do it. Stop mm-hmm. making excuses. I hate excuses. Just do it. I know mm-hmm. it sucks, but you have to do it. And then I it got it just hit me. I was like, holy shit! I'm de- like, mm. you know, I've gone through some stuff. Like, even though the divorce is like a good thing like i tell people i'm happily divorced i sure. I, I love being divorced <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes I, we've been divorced for two years yeah I, no i do love it it's yeah, like sure. my ex it was and I, the right decision it was the right decision and we're we're cool like we're yeah. great co-parents yeah. like i no ill will like we're straight up like we're still family but we're divorced and i'm happily divorced and it's so it was but still there are certain emotions that you go through that you don't maybe realize or think or anticipate that you're going to go through. And all of a sudden those hit me. What were some of those? uh, The biggest, uh, I'll lay down on the couch and cry about it and tell you, (laughs) you know, um, just like a lot of them go back to having kids. Like you Mm -hmm. see, I didn't. I didn't know my biological dad. He left my brother and I when he when I was probably two. Mm-hmm. I never knew him. He, you know, he was just straight up gone. Still alive. I mean, he's he's dead now, but was alive my whole until I was like I think he died when I was probably thirty. Okay. So all and so I don't know different aspects of I don't know. Um, so then as a father. So as a father and you're like, I don't want to, you see the numbers of the divorced couples and kids that don't grow up in a married household and you don't want your kids to be a statistic. You want them to be mm-hmm. better than you. You want your kids to, to strive. You want them to be, just have more than you had. And a lot of that ate at me like, Am I just a failure of a father? Because I I I I I I don't want them to feel abandoned, Mm, and they're not because I get them every single week. Mm -hmm. I always Mm -hmm. get them, and and regardless. But so at that time, you're just like I don't want them to to feel like I've abandoned them and that I've left them, and you know I'd I'd get without getting too personal. I get certain texts, you know, that'd be like you know just. You know, you get a whole lot of things going on in through your head in these internal struggles about what you did to your child with children and what's that future going to like for them and just mm-hmm. all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then all of a sudden you weren't expecting that. You're like, yes, I, like it's not good for us to be married. Yeah, I'm happy. This is awesome. And then like, oh, shit, all the realization. Oh, my God. She she took care of the finances for the 
eight years we were married. Like, I have to oh, learn how to how wow. to be an adult. Like, I have to learn how to be an adult now. There's this whole thing like, I didn't I, even consider. Right. Yeah. Like, I was an adult. I didn't get married till I was later in life. So there was a time where I was a quote unquote adult, where I was taking care of my bills. Like, mm-hmm. I have a good credit score, mm-hmm. Crystal. I'm gonna I, tell you right I now. I have you. a very good credit score. I am. <laughs> like it's in the 800s. All right, let me tell you something. It's like 813 or something. Like that's pretty good. Just in case you need to get approved for a house, yeah. you're good. You're right. solid in the credit score department. Sure. So I was an adult, an adult at one time, and then but then after the divorce, like she took care of everything, and then you have to wow. learn how to like do all this other shit. Relearn. And on top, yeah, relearn how to do this, and it just, and then, the fact like. You know, it's like, all right, I'm single now. Let's, hey, what's this Tinder I've heard about for so long? Did you try Tinder? Oh my gosh, of course I tried <gasps> Tinder. Are you kidding me? Okay, that was tell the first me everything. Thing I knew. Tell me everything. I've <laughs> never done a dating app. You know, yeah, of course not. I've never, no, 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 not because I'm above it, but I just, I've always been in a relationship and, and, and dudes freak me out. Like if I'm being perfectly honest, I've had a lot of creepers. I've had stalkers. I've had to file police reports. I've had death threats. Like I have a lot of shit. Yeah, I've got some police reports too. So I, (laughs) really, Mm -hmm. well, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. Wait, not on me. But no, 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 I know, no, I know, (laughs) I know, I know. But, but I think, um. God, I hate to reference this because Louis C.K. ended up being such a creep. Wait, but well, you know what I'm talking about. Charles he? knows what I'm talking about. Does he? The the thing where he talks about women going on dates. Women's most dangerous predator is men. Period. I mean, not even going on dates. Like women's most dangerous predator is. Well, men. it depends on where you live. Ah! Sue Aikens up in the Arctic's got to worry about polar okay, bears, fair. you know. And, I I'm lo- just and I'm just gonna say, okay, fair. Yeah, I'm not getting attacked I'm by kidding. a lion I'm anytime kidding. soon. You're right. But you're right. no, but men you're but, but but they can be. And I love and I'm I'm heterosexual and I love men and I have a wonderful boyfriend who is the furthest thing. Cut this from. off. We're done. We're done. Bye. But <laughs> but I will say, it's scary. Dating is scary. And, oh, and, yeah. and dating apps scare the crap out of me because yeah. you, I just don't know what I'm getting. I just, I don't know. I tried, um, long time before I was in TV, I tried eHarmony. Okay. That's like, yeah. That's old school. That's the one. If Do, you're not look, to if date you're, myself. If you're looking for a relationship. Yes. Like that's where yes. you go to eHarmony. Which is 100% <clears throat> what I was looking for at right. the time. And I did, there was a, oh, it, it was a free two week trial. Because of Valentine's Day. Nice. Very good marketing on eHarmony's part, right? Right. Um, and I I remember trying it and meeting a few people and you know, they were nice people, but 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 so what I ran into was people not looking like their pictures at right. all. Um catfished, we cat, call that. Is that what do you call that catfishing? It's if called people, catfishing. Really? Yep. Oh wow. Okay, so I got catfished. You got catfished. Okay, so so got there was catfished, that. Son. Um, and then there was people who I had just started my on-air career and, and, and people who were like, oh my God, you're Crystal Lampet. Oh. And then it got weird. That would get weird. So then it got weird. So I stopped it after. Right. So it was like a two week trial. I was on it for like a week and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And I got a lot of messages and they were very weird and they mm-hmm. were very creepy. And so I stopped. Um, 
but I never so I never tried the Tinder thing. I never did. I think Bumble is one that a Bumble's lot of women one. a lot of women like cuz the women have to the women wim- have message the women yes. the, message which that makes first. me feel a little better. If mm. I were to do a dating app now, I think it would be Bumble. Okay. Uh, but what was your experience with Tinder like? I mean, it's fine. I'm a dude. Like I don't have much to worry about. You know what I mean? But I would, I have, yeah. I would tell, yeah. yeah, I would get in this conversation where like, I feel sorry for women like that are like, I would be scared for a woman to, because it is scary because you don't exactly know like the very, okay, here's a good, the very first Tinder date I went on gave me one of those stories. Her name, like I've, I've mentioned her name before on here uh, and she'll never listen to it. Her name was Orchana. What a gorgeous Exotic. name. Gorgeous name. She was Indian. Ooh. Gorgeous. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous name. Uh, anyway, so. I I like this name. I want to meet her. Can we, do we still have her contact info? She just sounds cool. Okay, continue. Yeah. Continue. We'll, we'll hit her up. I'm getting distracted. Orchana. Orchana. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Uh, and she was a viewer. Anyways. Uh, and so we talked for a long time before we met up. But okay. before we met up, you know, she was telling me the story. She had talked to this dude. Let's call him Gary. She's talking to Gary on through the app for like a month and a half. They're sending pictures back to each okay. other. They're just having a good time. Yeah. And then it's time for them to meet up. <clears throat> well, she meets him at this uh, restaurant that her brother just happened to work at. Because smart of her. You know what I mean? Go somewhere where you know. Public what, places. So she goes there. She sits down. And mind you, Gary's just like your average white dude from the midwest right well she gets she gets there early because she wanted to be there first and she she sits down this black dude comes up to her and goes what's up girl you are chana and she's like what and he knew her uh, name what and she goes yeah you're our chana she goes yeah she goes it's me he goes it's me it's gary stop she was like wait what she goes yeah i'm sorry i didn't think you would like the way i look so i gave you those other pictures but We've talked so much. I thought maybe you could look past that. And we could. And she was like, are you kidding me? No. Okay. But this isn't a race thing. This is an honesty thing. I don't, is, no, it I has mean, nothing to do with race. The only race is part honesty. is that, that no, no, Gary no, no, the black fine. guy was pr- pretending fine. to be Gary the white guy. Fine. Yeah. Great. But yeah. whatever. Appearance, whatever. This is an honesty thing. This is a transparency. And, and if you don't value honesty, what exactly are we doing here? Not. It's, like, it's, so, even, it's even crazier than that. It's just the fact that this guy could pretend to be some completely yes, somebody different. He lied. And expect to think that she was... Oh my god! That, like, how insane is that? Okay, that's wild. That's weird. And but that's not a thing. Okay. That's okay. Okay. So that's a horror story. That's a horror story. So what you do is if you're if you're vibing with some dude and you're like having a conversations for a while <laughs> how do and you, you guarantee want to like what they actually look like. That well, I'm getting there, okay. Crystal. Okay. Give me a minute. I'm okay. professional. I don't know if you've I, met no, many I'm professionals very, before, I but hear you're this looking insight. at not one. because I'm interested in dating, <laughs> but I genuinely. Right. <clears throat> This is fascinating. So if you're if you're clicking with somebody and you're like, hey, I would like to meet up. Let's do some FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Just FaceTime. That's it. That's what you got to do. Simple I and need, smart. Yeah. I like that. Like, look, let me see who you really are FaceTime. before we go here. And even after I FaceTime you, we're meeting in a public spot. 
That's what I would tell a woman. As a guy, I I don't have to necessarily. So you don't ever think about that. Like you don't ever think like I should meet this person in a public place. Like you feel pretty secure no matter what. I'm going to take your silence as a yes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll be real. I'm an open book. I, uh, I, I've, 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 <laughs> why do I even care? Yeah. I've had chicks come straight over here before. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. They've, uh, they've never met me. Okay. I never okay. met them. I don't worry about me. You're coming onto my ground like i'm not worried yeah you're like fine whatever yeah Yo, this is this is home field advantage wow, those girls though I'm, <sighs> and it is I'm a little worried like, about that i'm I, fine because i know you that's but, how i am i'm but, like but, but, i'm not worried because I, yeah. I know me and like yeah, we yeah, will yeah. And we will talk for a while and i feel like i do give off that non-rapey vibe i hope oh, damn. <laughs> but you yeah. know but but then uh, there are times if i want to actually sit and reflect and get in a deep meditation and think about it it does fuck with me where i'm like dude some of these chicks like i can't believe that they would just come over here or like they would they would do that to anybody like they would just wow yeah that blows my mind (laughs) like i'm thinking of and i have a very specific history so i'm thinking of like Oh my God. And I can have great conversations with people that I think seem great Mm -hmm. and are seem transparent and honest. And I still don't think I would ever go directly to their place of residence. You're really smart. I like dumb chicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Chris, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, Uh, These are jokes. This is hashtag comedy podcast. Okay. I'm all over the place. This is why I would never be on Action 41. In fact, I can't. Taylor Hames. Yeah. Oh, Taylor Hemnes. I love him. Hemnes? Is that his name? Okay. He's so great. Taylor, I miss you. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. A long, uh, not a long time ago. Uh, Let's say a year and a half ago, roughly, he and whoever other people at Action 41, is that where he? Sure. They had a podcast. Maybe they still do. Yeah, they have. We have the uh, <clears throat> we they have the, uh, the 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 movie reviewers podcast. We have a bu- There's a bunch. There's a few. There's a Chiefs podcast. Okay. There's a movie review podcast. There's a food podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had one. I think it was kind of more of a bullshitting podcast uh, clearly they wouldn't call that <laughs> i feel like wouldn't. this should be the genre of what these podcasts are hashtag bullshitting podcast i'm gonna use that hashtag yeah on this I, no, I think it's post. very accurate and all-encompassing <laughs> it's my podcast is strictly yes. bullshitting, bullshitting um, podcast. but they did reference or, or market it as we want and enjoy local podcasts and want local podcasters on here to give them a spotlight okay and I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested, but I have a local podcast. I wouldn't mind being on your show because like, sure. I'm all about branching out like that. Absolutely. Um, and they checked it out. And he said, you know, unfortunately, we listened to it and we enjoyed it. However, some of your adult uh, uh, content is a little too adult orientated or something like that. And we would just feel like some of our viewers 
sure. wouldn't get behind us if we supported that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, no okay. problem. I understand. I'm not safe yeah. for Johnson County soccer mom. Okay. I get that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have that written down somewhere. <sighs> I know. Well, and these are the, the sort of like specific structural restrictions that I'm talking about. Okay. That, that a company being in the public eye like i and i wouldn't even say that it's i wasn't offended i know i know what my podcast is it's hard because it's like i mean and this goes with so much of just neutrality in general so if you go on instagram right now it's like you know that if you are a neutral just kind of I think some of the most successful Instagram accounts are the most neutral, passe, beauty and fashion. Okay. And this can't offend anyone. And they have like a million followers. But then if you look at the people who are standing up for certain values or social justice or who are anti-racist or um, <laughs> connected to a specific corporation, they're the ones who they don't have as many followers, but they they get a lot more stress and a lot more hate because they stand for something and so i think it kind of goes into just anytime you have a small percentage of being divisive a corporation wants nothing to do with that because they're about their bottom line and they kind of but there are some of those that are taking some hard there are some there are some and i think and i admire that because they're willing to lose some customers Mm -hmm. because they're saying hey here are the measures that we're taking place to be an inclusive organization Mm -hmm. um and for me personally i really admire that not everybody does a lot of people uh, judging by your instagram you're woke as fuck am i oh yeah you are woke (laughs) as fuck that is like i couldn't it's like i had eight what 12 years of working in television where i couldn't share anything mm-hmm. and i finally got to a place where i was like i'm a grad student right now like i can say whatever i want and and i try you know i try my hardest to be evidence based to be clinically based i i'm just sharing what i'm learning mm-hmm. and what i feel is important and what has added value to my life and it's sometimes i find it frustrating because the stuff that i really want to share is kind of deep it's stuff that's about healing trauma it's um what kind of trauma when you I, I did see on your on your instagram that you're you're in a is it trauma healing? Yes. So, so, so trauma healing. So like what, what kind of traumas would be okay. under that umbrella? Everything. So what I'm specializing in is, is like this sort of bonding. trauma as a, yes. So you know about trauma bonding. Okay. So, so trauma bonding is part of it. So, so there's sort of, there's two types of, of trauma. If we're talking about it very generally. This of course. Very generally. Right. And and any time you, you talk haven't gotten about, your master's yet. So this no, is just no. And also and even with my master's, I would be careful to pathologize anything. Because well, you know, like as soon as people say, Oh, I have depression and they identify with that, then it's really hard to get out of it. And 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 as soon as you identify as having anxiety or and, and that's not even as bad, but let's just say like 
well, I'm just, I'm just a depressed person. I'm just anxious. Now you're making that a part of your inherent identity as opposed to I'm a human who has anxiety from time to time. Isn't it dangerous to kind of label yourself? I'm just, is it safe to say it so flippantly? I'm just depressed. Like that depends. So here's the thing. So for me, so, so I find like sometimes hearing that, okay, you have symptoms. I'm not saying you, you plural people. Let's say you, this person has symptoms of PTSD. Sometimes it's very validating. Sometimes it's extremely like, Oh my God, you mean I'm not crazy? I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I've experienced a horrible crime to humanity or some horrible trauma. And, and these symptoms are due to a specific diagnosis. Sometimes it's, it's actually incredibly validating and freeing. Sometimes it. it's very limiting and pathologizing. Sometimes it's, well, I have PTSD, so I'm just reactive as shit. And this is what I do. And An like, excuse. it's not my fault. Because, you know, or or there's nothing I can do about it. Excuse activities. And now I'm sure. stuck. I've, and I've it keeps them, them stuck. Yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it depends on who you are and where you're at in your journey. Or even if they don't have it, but they have like some kind of mild form of... Subclinical. Sure. Maybe it's just like, well, I have trauma, so I'm just... So this is just me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I believe that, you know, a lot of people have some form of trauma. And trauma is not just being in a car wreck, being at war, um, suffering some horrible thing. Yes, that's PTSD. But there's also... So there is... um, CPTSD is complex post-traumatic stress disorder and it's not in the dsm yet which is so the dsm is what we use in the united states the diagnostic statistical manual of mental health disorders five right now but it is accepted in the icd-10 or it's coming out in the icd-11 as the cptsd diagnoses which is what the rest of the world uses so i think in five ten years we'll probably have cptsd as an actual diagnosis in the united states but for reasons related to insurance and yada yada we don't use this typically yet but a lot of the therapists that I know and work with, they CPTSD is more um, a look at, at developmental trauma. So PTSD is often thought of as shock trauma. And this is very, very general again. But PTSD is I went to war and this terrible thing happened Things to me. Things that aren't necessarily normal for the human experience right yeah, all of them well none of these things are are normal or okay by any means that's what i'm saying yeah but that's yeah what these things yes. are classified as things that aren't normal and it's usually a shock it's right. usually ptsd is usually a and, and it's accompanied by very specific symptoms like flashbacks and um you know re-experiencing of the trauma and it's usually related to one specific trauma but it can be many traumas okay so it could be that you went to war and your base was blown up it could be that you were in a car crash could be that you were raped um when you look at CPTSD, that's much more related to adverse childhood experiences. And there's a really interesting, if any of you listening are interested in this stuff, it's called the ACEs. Uh, it's called your ACEs score or the ACEs test. And um, Na- Dr. Natasha Burke did an amazing TED talk on this. And it's considered, a lot of it's adverse childhood experiences, but I don't even think it needs to be in childhood. I think it can be a repeated trauma in adulthood as well. But when you look at... Um, Childhood experiences like repeated rape, sexual assault, um, abandonment by a parent, um, or, you know, discovering that you were adopted and you just weren't ready for that and it was traumatic. Um, A lot of those would be more classified roughly generally under CPTSD. And it's a very different, it's very different than looking at 
we're going to process this one experience that was very traumatic and very horrible versus you have a lifetime of patterns and traumas that have essentially conditioned you into the person that you are today. And you may see those things as conditioned personality traits, but they're really just a product of your environment at the time and what you kind of got used to. And, and you may not be... And your brain getting wired. Yes, your brain becomes wired to believe that this is normal. Being exploited, being abused, being unsafe. These are normal. And the brain is very adaptive, right? That's a beautiful and awful thing about the brain. Right. As we are so humans. adaptive humans as humans. Are just, yeah. We're so adaptable. That is um, the most beautiful thing about it. It's amazing. Yeah. We can, we can, re- we're so resilient. Like even in this pandemic right now, it's amazing to me how many people have gone from being like, wow, I used to go out and see my friends all the time to now I'm working from home and my world is very isolated and i know i used to be isolated now i'm going out all the time (laughs) i don't know who you are or how this has been your covid experience but i'm making the best of it life gave me lemon i said make some lemonade turn it into lemonade with some whiskey it's a virus we're all gonna get it like just get it over with just give me the fucking thing i get it over with I'm a healthy dude. I'll get over with it. I'll quarantine. Oh, God, I hope so. I just spilled that whiskey <laughs> on me. I was laughing so hard. How dare you? That's a $12 um, drop of whiskey you just I dropped know, on I your shirt. Just, I should try to, like, squeeze it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. So, that's hilarious. I love that that's been your experience. That has not been my experience. Mine has been the opposite of, like, wow, this is so weird when my world is so much smaller. It is weird. It is weird. It is weird. And, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people are adapting in really useful ways um, temporarily, but I don't think a lot of them are sustainable. So like for me personally, I've been way more isolated than normal, but that's not something that I want to continue forever. No, that's I've, horrible for humans. Absolutely. That's the worst We're thing. wired for connection, yeah. right? So eventually I would like to be able to go back to my girls happy hours why aren't and you my doing brunches that? i'm doing some but it's it's just more limited and it's it's harder now like a lot of my friends i was supposed to have coffee this um, yesterday morning with a girlfriend of mine and um she was exposed to covid and oh. her brother had a positive covid test and she uh, was like so now i need to quarantine damn. for 10 days you know so it's much harder right now to even just before it's like you could just show up and be like hey what's up what up and now it's like, oh, they have kids, they have elderly people that they're taking care of or that they are around. I can't just pop up, you know. So there's a lot more restrictions now. And amazing that we can adapt to that. And also long term, I don't think it's sustainable. And I, I think as humans, as long as we know there's kind of an end date, and I think as long as we know like this will end at some point in time and whatever that is, because I think this is a tr- – this – Right now, a pandemic is a traumatic experience for a lot of people. And let's say you're you're in a situation where you're being abused or you're being sexually oh, assaulted geez. regularly. If you can yeah. see an end date, there is a level of resilience that gets you out of it. But if there's just no... We don't have one. Our end date is whenever a vaccine gets invented. Right. And there are some promising... <clears throat> You know, bits of information here and there, but we we don't really know. Depending and on where you're getting them and who you're listening to, like absolutely. people aren't even absolutely. You know, some people don't believe the sunlight kills this thing. On <laughs> I just believe there are way more factors than like the freaking sun. I'm telling but you, I you're not wrong, but <laughs> but I'm not right but either. <laughs> I'm in this gray area. There's a lot of gray. I area. live in the gray okay, area. Let me tell you, people are complex. <laughs> Things 
are complex. It's not black and white. <laughs> but I think when people when people know there's an end, they can kind of cope a little bit better and they can come out. Yeah, you know, you know where the finish line is. But, but when there's not, and in a lot of situations when you're looking, especially looking at things like childhood abuse, where you, uh, you're, you're it. Yeah, a, a, kid has, a kid oh, has no options. Man. They have no power. They have no choice. They don't know when it's going to end, if it ever ends. It's not going to end. That's like setting you up for some Ugh. really effed up patterns later in life. Dude, this but, is going to fuck so many kids up, isn't it? Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. So social support has been shown clinically, multiple studies, to be one of the best protective factors against stress and trauma so if your kid is kind of isolated and kind of down right now if they have an amazing family support system um to help support them during this time they are way better set up in the future to feel okay and to and to still remember like okay what's it like to interact with humans mm-hmm. so anything you can do right now to support your kids and to just remind them and you know sometimes so it may not be school but it might be the occasional um hang out with the kid around the cul-de-sac like right. and if you have ultimately and this is a really in- interesting if again i feel like i need to outsource so many of these things these things but attachment theory is very interesting because when you are a secure base as a parent, meaning you are attuned to your child, you're there for them. Um, you're not. You don't have to be a perfect parent, but if you screw up and you afterwards address it with your child and you say, "Hey, look, like I shouldn't have yelled at you," and you should not accept that as treatment. So I'm gonna do my best to do better in the future, and I just want you to know, like that was me at that time, and I apologize and I take responsibility nice, for that. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, maybe you're stressed out because you're in a freaking pandemic and you're a human. You know, it's not about being a perfect parent, but it is about being a a trusting, trustworthy support for your child. And especially during times like this where it's so confusing and you're better off, you know, a lot of parents, I think, want to lie to their kids right now because they want to protect them, right? They they want to say, like, it's okay. This is just a thing that we're going through, Um but I think most people do better with honesty. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not, you know, it's not like let's scare well, our children. You, when, you, when you show your kids you can be honest from a very young age, they're going to learn they can trust you're, you your entire life. And you're modeling that for them. Right. So when they become adults and they think, like, I can be honest and I can be authentic to me um, and I'm not going to lose the connection. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lose the relationship as long as I'm honest. And well, just I'm, that relationship with your with your parents and your kids. 100%. Like, I, like, I'm always, like, overly honest with my kids and just... Because I want to ingrain and instill that, like no matter what you do, like you can always be honest and open with mm. me, and just know that, like, I fucked up way worse than you did. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're gonna, yeah. I, like, you can't, you can't disappoint me. Like, it's not always, about being yeah, perfect. It's not like I yeah. understand. It's just let's keep this open dialogue so important. Like, so important. And and I think people fear, you know, oh, but they're so young. And and yes, age appropriateness is key. You don't want to expose your overshare. child. You don't overshare, and you don't say things that their little brains, because they're very young, developing brains that they may not understand. Um, but even if you're talking about the pandemic. And in terms of you know what like yeah this is a hard and scary time but i'm gonna do everything in my power to protect you and i'm gonna be here Mm -hmm. you know that's more than anything what kids want is to feel like they are loved and they are seen and they are worthy 
um, unconditionally. And so even if they screw up and even if they feel down or even if they act out, you know, because this is a very scary time for adults. I mean, I'm saying like it's a scary time for kids. It's a scary time for adults. Like I've had moments where I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. This is so weird. I like I can't the the, the two months that we were essentially like on lockdown. Oh yeah, at home, that was a, that was a whole different time, right? Oh my god, when we didn't know anything. And just, you couldn't just, go anywhere, right? I was an essential worker, so I just oh. nothing much okay. changed okay, for me. Okay. So when you're kind of like maybe judging me for going out and bar hopping every Sunday, I'm an I'm essential sorry. working worker. So like nothing's essential. changed. Like my whole life, essential it, worker followed by happy hour. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just <laughs> nothing's changed for me. I'm just doing life. <laughs> totally fair. And there is something to be said for mental health. Um, you know, everything that you do right now, you're taking a risk. Mm-hmm. You know, even seeing, even coming here, driving to this location and being around two other <clears throat> individuals feels like a risk. Um, and you have to take those risks according to what's best for you. And I think some parents are, um, you know, there's like so much judgment around right now, whether you send your kids to school or you I, keep uh, them at home. I, yeah. Uh, you know, because it's your choice. There's no right answer. There's no right answer. The right answer is the answer that you choose. Yeah. It Honestly, yeah, that I is mean, it. Just, That's the right answer. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Whatever you choose for your kids is the right answer. Yeah. My kid's because, going back to school tomorrow. Okay. He goes back tomorrow. There you Second go. Second grade. So that's your child and you know him and her. Both of them. Well, the other yeah. one's too young. No, the other one's so going to go one. to preschool or something. Oh, yeah. preschool. That's exciting. It is. Um, But you know your kids better than anyone. And so whatever you decide, that's the right answer. And there's so, there's so yeah. much judgment right now around what you do. You know, but ultimately... There is nobody can see the future and nobody can just whole entirely prevent pain. I, I know the fear is what if they get sick and then what if I get sick and then what you know what? Then you'll deal with there's it. There's always fear with anything. You know, what if I yeah. drive them to school and I get 100%. hit by a bus? I mean, there's just there's always some kind of fear. It's life. Life in general is just tragic. <laughs> life is tragic. No matter who you are, you're yeah. going to experience some kind of tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's just life. You don't get through it unscathed. Mm-hmm. And you just have to deal like if these are the cards that were given to us. If they're saying go back to school, we can go back to school. I don't know. I don't know. And I want him to be around other people. I just sure you know, there's you can you can there's so many different ways you can justify it on either side. It's just, on both sides. Well, and what's so interesting to me, too, <clears throat> I think a thing that a lot of people don't consider is you can take back a lot of the decisions that you make. So in this moment, you might be thinking like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. OK, so you're going to do it. And if that doesn't work out, guess what? You can shift gears. Down if I get road. new information. New information, you can make a different decision. Holy shit. Trump just said uh, sunlight makes it even worse and it, it makes the virus grow. Oh shit, shut down. Kid. Okay. Archer, you're cool. coming home. We're changing. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're changing. Cha- I got gears. new information. I can we're change shifting gears. gears. And, and people, and, and I understand this because yeah. we, as compassionate human beings, most of the time, we're just, we're trying to avoid pain. We're trying to do what's best for others. I think most people are just genuinely good and we just Mm want to make the best decisions and we want to make the fewest mistakes. All right. And at the same time, like there are some things that are simply unknowable and you can always change later down Mm -hmm. the road. There are very few things aside from 
having children, physically birthing, <laughs> you don't have to physically birth them, but right. <laughs> having children, there are few, few decisions that are not take backable. Oh, I tried pushing my son back <laughs> in. No, I, I changed my mind. Just go. I don't want it. I'm not ready. Get back in. I there. just pushed. The doctor said, "No, you can't do this." I said, it doesn't yes, work I like can. that, bro. I promise you. <laughs> the, the, but there are very few instances where you just can't change your mind. Right. You know, we're humans. We're always growing. We're always evolving. Hopefully, um, and we always have new information. And you can always make a different decision down the road but at this moment in time what you decide for your children is the right choice and and you're the parent so right. you know but it's hard because there is a lot of and i understand it there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of fear and there's just a lot of honestly bullying around the choices that you make for yourself and for your children hmm. and it's just it's just kind of a strange time um and at the same time you got to see both sides i mean there there is a argument there is an argument for wanting your children to be around other human beings and to know how to socialize and to make some new friends and to be involved in a community and a group because we know right. that we're wired for connection and belonging and there's an argument for you know what my child has some um, immunity deficiencies and I am worried about them sure. and I want to just keep them super, super safe. And that's part of me why right. I want to want them to go back. I want them to get you know, maybe not necessarily <laughs> herd immunity, but the more you build up those resistance to the sure. different diseases and just just to build your immunity up, it's better to be around dirty little sure. kids. Well, and it depends. Again, it totally depends on that child. Yeah. You know, and if... Oh, yeah. I, I will never... I will not judge anybody for keeping their kids home, homeschooling or anything mm -hmm, like that. If mm -hmm. that's your decision, do it. Like... Yeah. You're the parent. Yeah. And, and until they mm. are, you know, of age to make those decisions for themselves, you're the best thing that, that they have. Yeah, and, my ex-wife is, not me. I'm just... Oh, okay. I'm the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're by default just there for yeah, color commentary. Like, listen, like, like, I'll just, yeah, whatever you say, I'm agreeing with. You're the, sure. you know, you're. I'm just some dude drinking High West whiskey. I mean, that's good. You can't complain about this. This is not a bad thing to be doing on a Sunday afternoon. It's my favorite thing. This is your favorite thing. So this Sunday, so would you say I this is kind yeah. of like your purpose right now? Yeah, sure. I love it. Yeah, that's great. I love Sunday is my favorite day. Like it's it's bittersweet. Like. My kids get picked up by their mom at like mm. 8 a.m. every that Sunday like morning. What's that like for you to, to see your kids getting picked up by their mom? It's normal. It's just whatever. Okay. Like she, uh, her name is Anna. She comes. Mm. She opens the door. I leave the door open. She walks in. Hey, good morning. What's up, guys? You guys ready to go? Yeah, hey, mommy, mama. Okay. And then I just like, you know, my daughter, Nora. Daddy, will you carry me to the car? Every oh. Sunday. Like, duh. Yeah. My favorite thing. So, yeah, Aww. I carry her to the car and Archer, my son, either wants to be carried or he'll walk. And then mm. it's just all right. And then I give them big hugs and kisses. My daughter's thing is a uh, fist bump, high five, hug, kiss. Nice. In nice. that order. Yeah, yeah. Fist, fist bump, bump. Okay. high five, You guys hug, have like your super yeah. handshake. <laughs> I love it. And so I give her that. I love you, daddy. Love you too, buddy. Have fun doing this. Have fun with your podcast, blah, blah, blah. And, and then, then when do you see them next? Uh, so this week I will see them Thursday after I get off work. I'll go pick them up. Okay. And nice. I'll have them till Sunday again. Nice. At, at Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is, yeah, Sunday. I do the stupid cliche, Sunday fun day. 
I have a fun podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then afterwards, like, I will probably go out and have some lunch somewhere and maybe have another drink or two. Okay. That's a great, that's a great Sunday tradition. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. And it just, you know, yeah. I really appreciate, I think, in this time, too, because of... How many limitations have been placed around where you can go and what you can do? I appreciate there's that there's still a sense of normalcy to your life. It sounds like there's still sort of oh, a yeah. sense of like, I still do my job. I still have my routine with my kids. I still have my Sunday fun day thing that I do. And I think that's really important. People, I think, kind of <sighs> almost like disregard the importance of rituals and just the things that we come to really value as as people as kind of like their little self-care traditions, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what's been lost for a lot of people is, you know, well, on Sunday I usually go and go to so-and-so's house and we, we eat nachos and we watch right. football right. and we do. And now, and again, totally understandable because like for me personally, I have a nephew who um is immunodeficient and so we've had to be very careful right. with him around and my dad i mean he has a lot of health issues and i'm i'm yeah I'm that would be scary i don't i don't have to i don't have anything sure. to worry about like that that might change things up a little bit Those for me th- yeah yeah for sure i feel uh, you know maybe it's bold to say i feel like i'm healthy enough that i think if i had covid19 i would oh you're gonna be okay. fine and, and, and you'll probably be asymptomatic <sighs> However, <laughs> I have friends who You hate how non how how flippant <sighs> I am about it. You hate it. I just I, <laughs> I I've now so that's how I was early on and I've had friends since then who have been seeing therapy clients in person mm-hmm. and therapy is very it's like this. I mean, I would say the dimensions of this room were about this far apart. Um and when you take clients in person like yeah, you have multiple people sitting in the same chair and touching the same doorknob. And, and I'm not even a germaphobe. I'm one of those. So I grew up in Indonesia in a village. So I was like... Santaligo. Salatiga. Salatiga. Oh Damn, God. I was so close. Wait, what? How did you even come up with Santaligo? <laughs> hey, that's like somewhere in Mexico. Ma- I mean, how dare you? It's Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that somewhere? Like figure that out. Nobody know. Nobody has heard of Salatiga. That's like yeah, not even it's a little thing. mountain town in right in it between. It. It's you beautiful. read my bio on my website. No, That's I just saw, I just that. happened. To, I googled 100%. this morning on YouTube and saw. Yes, that one. I was like, it was like eight years, five years old. I just, I was I like, I should probably out. do some research on her. And so this morning, I just googled you on YouTube, Aww. and I, there was one that was eight years old of you interviewing some band. I was like, I want to see her eight years ago when she oh. started. And then I want to see kind of her progression wow, with everything. Wow, I wonder what video that was. And then I can tell you or show you. It was okay. It was okay. some festival. When we're done with this, we'll show. So, and then I watched oh, one of those wow. five years ago where you're talking to Joel. Joel Nichols. Joel Nichols. Yeah. You're talking to him and some. It was about Kopi Luwak. About the coffee. I, I've I've been wanting to try that forever. It comes from a served poop. Oh shit! I have some. I should you have don't. brought it. I have some in my in my pantry at home. Kopi Luwak. Yeah, I, it's a civet. civet. I would try. Yeah, I could. I, could I try uh, some somehow? Is yeah. there some way? I've okay. always wanted. I'm a coffee nerd. I love coffee. Really? Oh, my God. I'm oh, a coffee snob. Oh, I didn't snob. know this about you. Okay. And so it, 
so here, here's the, I didn't oh, think I was okay. going to, I did not think I would talk to you about this okay, today, okay. but this is so great. So I saw that video. You probably don't know what it is, but there's like a three, five minute segment of you with Joel Nichols mm-hmm. and some other woman, blonde Michelle woman. Michelle Davidson. Okay. Yep. And you're drinking the civet coffee. Yeah. <laughs> she had no idea it came from cat poop. <laughs> You got, you took, they, they each took Proudest drinks and moment. Joel, Joel. I don't get to jo- do a Joel lot of practical the, jokes, but. Joel, the professional that he is was like, no, this is actually really good. Like he was like, he, he, he went along with it, made a little joke. It was like, yeah, this is dope. Oh, but then the, the chick, it's on, I'll, I'll show it to you. And then the, uh, whatever the woman was, she was like the face after she, t- wait, this is cat poop. The face that she made looked so, it was so priceless. <laughs> she put it down and she was like making a comment about it. And then right before you got off, she even made another little backhanded co- comment to you. I don't know if it went unnoticed or not, but she was like, <sighs> next time you come on, please don't bring any cat poop coffee or cat whatever. Poop like, coffee. <laughs> I, know. I was like, Oh, that was so, like, you could tell she was visibly she was upset. Not happy she with was me. not happy. <laughs> was there any blowback? Like, what, 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 no! did, the, did the cameras get cut off? God oh, damn it, God. Crystal, you bitch. How would you do that to me on national TV? I, I, was there anything uh, like that? If only it was national, <laughs> that would have been fun. Well, whatever. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I warned, I think I warned them that it was like a special coffee. You I want don't, a little more? I don't know. N- I'm good. Okay. Um. Thank you, though. Okay. I uh, I'm trans I'm transferring after this okay. to, to to the civet poop coffee. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so civets. It, oh. Okay. Hold on. The bucket list. That movie. With. Oh, great movie. Morgan Freeman. Morgan and Joe Pesci? Freeman. Danny DeVito. George, no, jo- Joe Pesci. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Good thank call, Charlie. You. Thank you. The Hassan assassin coming through Thank the bucket you. list. Thank you. Helping out. The bucket list. They talk about Kopi Luwak, mm-hmm. which is civet coffee. And I think one of them had it on like his bucket list or something of things to do before yeah. he died. Um, and so, and, and it has become, I think that movie actually really helped popularize it. Okay. Because after that, people like really want to go to these civet coffee plantations and places that sell and serve them mm-hmm. and so and i t- so i typically go back home every other year oh cool so i don't know about this year oh uh, they even allow you so, yeah because you're a, are you a citizen i guess no okay so they might not allow you huh it no they <laughs> they are not cool with americans right now um who in, is am i right I, <laughs> so in 2021 i have a wedding that i need to go to um, but it, it's up in the air. It's like I'm finishing my graduate program. I'm still getting the ring. It's like so hard. Um, so there's a, there's a, my cousins are getting married in April of 2021 and I really want to go. And I usually go every other year just because a, it's really hard when you go to Indonesia, you need to have at least a couple of weeks, right? Because you're going to, it's going to take two days to get there. And then there's a 12, 13 hour time difference. So by the time you get, you get used to the jet lag, it's like, well, it's time to go. Um, but because I love Indonesia so much and I love sharing it with my friends, every other year I'll bring new friends with me and I always want to take them to the cool places like the Civet Coffee Plantation mm-hmm. or um, the temples or something really oh, cool nice. like that. And so that so that year in particular, I happened to do a story about Indonesia in general and I did a little story about my hometown and I did a little story about Kopi Luwak. And um, and I kind of warned them that it was going to be like 
this is the special coffee <laughs> that you may have heard of from the bucket list. But um, yeah, I, I don't think they really appreciated that. Neither one of them. I think they they I would they have been were good so sports. thrilled. I would have been so thrilled. So and that would be the difference between a coffee connoisseur versus an everyday person who doesn't really care. Okay. Yeah. You probably would have been excited. Oh I think my gosh! You would have been I like, would have been like, holy! I, this is like a twenty dollar cup of coffee. Like, they are very excited. I was like, oh yeah! I would have been like, I've been. This is not something you can just oh get. Oh my god! Like, where am I? God, I'm I not going to go to Messenger in. Cafe and get some civet coffee. Like, oh, uh, so I have it. I can literally see it, and it ha- it's in my pantry, and it comes in this fancy box. I never drink it. Because I, like Sunday morning, whatever, I'm just drinking whatever. And every day, um, yeah, damn, I wish I would have known that you were a coffee. So how would you know? Thousand percent. How would you know? So now I know. So for next time, we're drinking Kopi Luwak and, and or. Oh, and I'll make sure to have West? some more High West. And, and yeah, it's really good. Le- Crystal, let me tell you something. You come back on this podcast, I'm gonna have that sixty dollar bottle of whiskey. Whoa! Bottle. Like I'm what? Go like forty year barrel age? I have no idea. It's just called High West Whiskey Campfire, and it's sixty bucks a bottle. Okay. Uh, that is that is enough. Campfire, it's the campfire podcast. Can we can we have a campfire too? Can we have a campfire? Can what do you want me to do? Like start a camp? Uh, yeah. This is glass. I could probably get COVID a couple times. twigs. Anything goes right now. I'm not trying to burn down my studio, you guys. Listen, me either. You work so hard. Work so hard on this podcast. I did this. Do you? I don't mean to brag, but I've got a few drinks in me, so I will. Everything you see, I put up all by myself. Wow. All by myself, man. The brick. Yeah. Is this wallpaper? It is paneling. Paneling. So if you were, if I don't know if you've ever been in like a nice. a trailer in a trailer park, and they have like that wooden, that ugly ass wooden paneling. Yep. It's like the same kind of stuff. That's it feels and looks better. But yeah, I got that. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. Yep. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah. Thanks. I like it. It's uh, yeah. I'm a a Joe Rogan podcast fan, and this is a this studio is heavily influenced by that. So remind me who Joe. So I know Joe Rogan has a podcast. I don't know anything else. About okay, him. he uh, Fear Factor. Yes. UFC. No. Ultimate Fighting Championship. I know. Champion. I, know he, I know Fear Factor. Okay. Eat, uh, like, do you know what the UFC is? Yes. He is a commentator on that. Okay. There was a show way back in the day called News Radio. Okay. Yeah. With Andy Dick and yes. and oh my God, the one of yes. the greatest Stephen Root. Do you know who Stephen Root no, is? I don't know oh Stephen my God, is. he's such a phenomenal actor. Um, yeah. I feel like you have some like, like acting threads or tendencies in your blood. Like I feel like you have some like performer okay. parts of you. I'm just that's just like in a, my DNA. Yeah, like or okay. just in your in your 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 authentic self. Okay. I could. All right. I'm down it with that. It sounds so corny. But I just I feel like there are just some things, you know. Um, and I want to say, too. So like a, a podcast is a huge undertaking. And and for everybody oh, wow. who, who, you know, Thank you. it is. And people who listen and, and who uh, which I think it's a, it's just such it's an ambitious goal. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of commitment. And I think if you really love that, it's just something you should pursue. Yeah. Because like I, so 
I really enjoyed I enjoy media and I and I enjoyed being in front of audiences in so far as the capacity that I had to be able to share um, something that was meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be in front of people. So so one of my I'm on like my third career now. But in, so when I was traveling and I was modeling and that was what I was getting paid to do, it felt wonderful and validating in some ways to be like wow you think i'm like hot enough to like wear your your outfits and you know be in a magazine like that's pretty validating oh you are um (laughs) thank you but 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 and um and at the same time it doesn't do anything for your for yourself for your for your inner spiritual being it doesn't do anything for you and if anything it, it it was a detriment to to my own development as a human being because it felt like I was valued Ah. as my my outward appearance your beauty as opposed to but what about the things that I want to share with the world what about the thoughts what about the things that I study and I read and I'm passionate about you can't possibly have those because you're only beautiful wants to oh my god right when I post something on Facebook or on on um, whatever Instagram Mm -hmm. that's like an old modeling photo the one you just the other and day. I love modeling photos because they were so fun. I went to South Africa. I went to Hong Kong. I lived in the Philippines. Free Hong Kong. I lived all. I love Hong Kong. Um, I lived all over the world, and I had all these cool experiences. But I was kind of um, afraid to share them because I thought if people just see me as a model, okay. they're not going to see me as a human. They're not going to see me as I somebody. Take you seriously. They're not going to see me as somebody who studies social work, mm-hmm. who has a passion for mental health who is you know trained and studies psychology and who wants to heal trauma and who wants to have these important conversations they're just going to want to see me as a cute girl who is on television or who is in front of a camera um, wearing cute clothes and like when in all honesty I don't know the first thing about fashion I don't know the first thing about applying makeup. I li- like I felt so validated when you said <laughs> that you were like, "Wow, you had like your heels on and you seemed so buttoned up and oh professional." Oh my gosh, it was insane. I'm like, I thought like what? she ha- she has a clothes person, she has a makeup nope. person, no like, makeup, no clothes, like, nothing. Uh, can we take one? Can we take a break? I, I told you. What did Amazon. I say before we started? I said I'm the world's worst podcast host. <laughs> my bladder, my bladder is awful. I, I have to. I gotta. I have to take a break. There we go. Start three, two, one. Here we go again. Back at it. Hi, West Whiskey. Thank you so much again. Special thanks to for West Whiskey this for is. I am no this. shit. I've had uh, Buffalo Trace. I had Jay Rieger, and I had Wyoming Whiskey. Have they you were bullet? all good. I've not had Bullet yet. That's bullet a rye. So Do you good. like rye? I like everything. Because I almost got the rye instead, but since I told you I was getting bur- uh, whiskey, I got this. Anyways, this is fucking phenomenal. This really is good for 32 bucks. Uh, Back to it. I know I have taken up quite a bit of your time. So I don't want to like keep you any longer, but I feel like I could so keep talking. There's so much I more know. stuff to talk to you I about. Like, I like to talk to people. If there was anything, and I'm I'm so curious. We talked a little bit of I think about like just the assumptions of people who work in television <clears throat> in general, which uh-huh. which I totally understand um, and relate to in so many ways. Uh, if there was like 
do you have like any pressing questions for me? Like, do you, is there anything that I can do to, to make you, to help you feel like, okay, this was a successful session. Like, this Oh, is this is, what this you, has been you, successful. What do you call these sessions? Recording? Episodes? I'm, like, I'm thinking like, there. thank you. <laughs> I'm thinking like therapy sessions. Yeah. I mean, like, this is my therapy in yeah. kind of a way. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I, I love where where I came from and I love television and I, lo- I love media and I think that will always be a part of my life. And I think it's so important for people to discover what their purpose is. I think mm-hmm. it's important for people to decide for themselves what their meaning is, what they're here to do and what, what they want to live for because there's a, just a lot of... There's a lot of different trains of thought around, you know, what's not to get super existential with you, but like, what, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? What? And I think people who have um, a specific religion that answers a lot of the questions for them. For a lot of people who don't have a specific religion that they subscribe to, it's kind of like, why am I here? What is the meaning of this? Why am I living through a freaking pandemic right now? Like, this is awful. Um, and it is so important to figure out what your purpose is. I think for some people, it's just like, I just want to avoid pain. Like Freud would say, like, we're here to avoid pain and to find pleasure. And I don't think that's entirely accurate because I think for... for well, then the, you got the other philosophers that say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. And, 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 to, and to lean into that and to lean and get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And And what do you say, like... And that's where growth comes from. You know, talking about exactly when your story with going through a divorce and pouring yourself into this project that is so important to you. It wasn't just about avoiding pain and distracting yourself. I mean, I'm sure that was part of it. But it was also about like, what is my greater purpose and what is my greater meaning and what can I contribute now? And what's interesting is for the right purpose, people will endure immense amounts of pain. They will. They just will. Again, yeah, humans are incredible. I mean, you can look all throughout history on just some just individual stories of people enduring some of the most heinous tragedies and coming out way better, like and just becoming these incredible human beings. Like some of the most incredible people are people that have struggled and gone through some horrific shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it almost it just... How many people do you know that don't suffer or don't go through things, come out with any kind of character or any kind mm. of personality? I mean, sure. if you look, look like, like um, and again, who knows? I'm just generalizing, but I just, from what I see is like maybe trust fund kids, like look at their rate of depression and their suicide rate. Mm. And you just look at like from an outsider's like this dude had everything. He never had to work. Yeah. He never had to struggle for anything and he killed himself. He had a oh. Lamborghini and a dope house and dime pieces on his left and right arm whenever <laughs> he wanted. Like dime he had pieces. it all. Yeah. And, yeah. and you do realize that like the struggle is hard and it is ugly, but it develops that character and it is something that mm-hmm. you, that, people kind of need and, and, and sometimes you do see some people that have the hardest struggles their stories is just so beautiful and inspiring like i've had some amazing stories on this podcast of some people that have just come from nothing just come from the hood with a crackhead mom 
and just abuse and just shit all around them and they just want to do whatever they can to get out of that and break mm-hmm. free and just the yeah, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking of it like just the beautiful people that that come out of st- tragedies like that it's just it's really it's really amazing and like we need that struggle it's it's so weird cuz I don't want my kids to struggle I got Archer yeah. and Nora I don't want to see them to go through any kind of struggle but then in, there is a certain kind of struggle that I know if they go through it's going to build character and make them maybe more interesting and ex, you know uh I don't know. But they're going to have struggles. They're going to have some grit. You know. Yeah. Well. I mean, they have. So they're already starting behind the eight ball a little bit with divorced parents. So there we go. I gave them the <laughs> shit they need. There. Well, there we got, got kids. divorced. I fucked, you know, I, I fucked you up enough. That's where you're going to start. Congratulations. No, now you're going to get developed character. That would. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Your kids learn from whatever you do. So, so I, I you know, I do think. Parents who stay in marriages that are not working, that are not healthy, they teach their kids to stay in relationships later that are not working, that are not healthy. Right. And so, and it's such an individual situation. Like, it's it's hard because there are a lot of studies that show, you know, well, if you're in a nuclear family and yada yada and you'll have the better chance of success but at the same time you have to look at the health of the relationship you have to to look at the health of the marriage and the family dynamics and it's definitely not just about whether you stay married or not i know a lot of people who are still married who maybe would benefit by not being married Mm -hmm. um so it it is such an interesting thing to examine with people who who think like wow i'm really fucking up my kids because because now we're divorced. Yeah. Um, I don't think like that now. I've gotten over that. Yeah. And now I know it's just about just raise them right. Yeah. Like part of the reasons why the divorce was going through and easier or whatever, why I was like going ahead with it, it was because of their age. Like the sooner you uh, start it, the younger sure. they are, the less they know about the other yeah. way. And so like this is just, just life. Their norm. This is just my norm. 100%. And I can absolutely attest to that. I mean, I think whatever. So I grew up in. So I was born in Egypt and then I ended up living in Indonesia for most of my childhood. And then I lived in Thailand and Singapore for a little bit growing up. And when did you come here? At what age? I came here at age 12. And then I left around. So in in undergrad, I left to do some of my first like modeling contracts and then I was gone in my early 20s and I and then I, I moved back. Wow. Like eight years ago. So You've I've been here for eight years. So like as an adult. Uh-huh, yes, okay. I've been back for Why a while. Kansas City. My parents live here. So my parents, my sister and brother live here and my nephews now. Um, so so my my dad ended up my family moved here when I was 12 for my dad's job but then he got placed back in Thailand. So it was sort of a weird toss up of like do we keep the kids here and they can go to school here mm-hmm. and they can speak English and have all these opportunities because the American dream, right? I mean, right, it's right. marketed so well. Right. Um well, look at you. You got on but TV. <laughs> American TV. American, I mean, dream. American TV. No, I mean, it's like it, it, it definitely was what I wanted. There was a period like early, I don't know, early 
high school where we were going to maybe have to move to London at one point. And I was like, I, yeah. told, I talked to my parents and I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of moving. I finally have friends. I had my like my first boyfriend. You know, I yeah, was like, yeah. I want to stay somewhere. And right. I think that's why, like in my early 20s, I really wanted to put down some roots somewhere. Because okay. we had we didn't have roots anywhere ever. Yeah, I get Throughout it. my entire life. Yeah, I, so I, I'm a gypsy. I get it. You just don't understand. And it's fun and it's romantic for a while. And when I was when I was traveling and I was, so I would get a modeling contract for for three months with the extension with the option to extend to say six months or longer. And I would live in all these different countries. I did South Africa and Southeast Asia. And at one point I was considering Paris, but then I was like, oh, I'm way too short for Paris because they want like five, nine, five, ten. And I'm only like five, six. So so I, I remember making these decisions at such a young age. I was like 20 and I wanted to finish undergrad and I also wanted to, to model. So I was like, well, which one do I do? So what I did was I did undergrad during the school year and then during the summers, because you have three months off, I would do my, my modeling contracts. Um, you're insane. It was insane. I mean, you're just an insane, incredible person. <sighs> Thank you. No, it's really weird that I, you like. I know, I know. You're like, thank you, but on the one hand, I feel like wow, it's cool that I'm into my like third career by now, right? But at the same time, I'm like, wow. Like uh, the opportunities you've had are so the opportunities amazing and the hustle. It was cool, but again, it's not sustainable. And the reason it's why a I'm hustle. So, it's a hustle. It is. It's a hustle. Every day you're grinding, you're hustling, you got to do shit. All you, you don't have, you're not relying on anyone else. It's not just because I'm pretty, like I'm actually out there grinding. And you have to be networking. Because there's a million pretty people out there. 100%. But you have to be out there you doing some You have to be willing work. to be like, yeah, I'll fly across the world and live in a foreign country for a few months. Sure, I'll learn a, a new language. Like you have to have the skills and it was That comes from your upbringing wonderful. though. That, that sure. kind of helped out, and right? It did, absolutely. So like living in, I don't know. Like I if went, you were born and raised in Kansas City, you sure, probably would have done that. Been like, I can't go away from mommy and daddy for that long. Right. But I love was, Johnson County. It was wonderful because because my parents were like, yeah, go to Hong Kong. Have fun. Go to dope. South Africa. Oh, go to what Australia. Great parents. They're yeah. awesome. Dope. Oh, I, I love mean, your parents. That's amazing. They're awesome. And, they, and at the time, my dad was living That's in Thailand. That's part of the equation, right? That's Absolutely. part of the equation. A huge part. Absolutely. One of my first modeling contracts was in Cape Town, South Africa. And my dad was living and working in Johannesburg, South oh, Africa. Oh, cool. So they were like, do whatever you want. And I visited him. Um, and it was wonderful because I had that context and at the same time, it's not sustainable. And I, right. I really, I, I love, why are you worried about that when you're 20 though? Fuck I sustainability. Know. I love this, this <laughs> culture of like anyone can achieve whatever they want. And at the same time, I am very concerned around this hustle culture because I think a lot of us are becoming really disconnected from ourselves and, and who we really are and uh, why yeah. we started things to begin with. And I know that when I started in television, it was because I wanted a platform and I wanted to reach young women and I wanted to help women and I wanted to work in the mental health field. But, you know, at the time it was more more television and media based. And I had all these ideas and at some point it kind of got lost because it was just like, 
oh my God, but I have to be here and I got to be up at 3 a.m. because I got to do the newscast and I have to do this and I have to be there and I have to do the Sporting KC <coughs> game later tonight at, right. at eight, eight o'clock. And, and at some point you also get to a, a, a stage where you're like, why am I here? Like, why did I... But you get stuck in that. But now, now looking back at it, are you looking? Are you are you realizing like putting in all that time and effort in those years into that media is now bringing exposure to you and now the message you can make? Yeah. Because I I remember looking. uh, This is probably going to sound. I hope this doesn't sound creeper of me, but sometimes numbers stick in my head, and I remember seeing uh, your Instagram following at like three thousand. 300 or something like that with the valid. <laughs> hey, you're the first person that's validated on my podcast, I think, with oh, the blue really? check mark. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, and, and then I just looked today and you have like 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. And so I that's like so, that. So, I like that uh, because but, but it's are been looking, my mental stuff. Right. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, like, with, like, if you were just yeah. some regular, I, I don't want to put it like that, but if you were just some. Therapist that just graduated, but now, but you have all that 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 now that you've built that you've built those eyes and that audience and you've built that relationship and now because that you put all that time and years where you're like, what am I doing this for? Maybe now you can look at like some people know who I was. I I was putting some people do, but more people know about you than you might think or or want to admit. And now there's now that they have those eyes on you, now you get to put that out there even more. And the people are taking like I see your posts every day. You have constantly are putting positive images out there, positive mental health stuff out there. Uh, aside from just pretty pictures of your dog, you got like positive mental aspects out there f- sure. for people to live by. And it's beautiful. And a lot of Thank people, you. I imagine, are seeing that. So doing mm-hmm. all of that built to this 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 number of eyes and this audience that can now see you for what you really wanted and intended to do. Yes. I think um, it's interesting because you have to decide who you want to be, right? Like you have to decide what is my ultimate goal. And I think, I don't think I ever lost sight of that fully. I think there was a stage where I was just trying to survive. You know, I was like, I got to get up at 3 a.m. I got to be here. I got to write my story. I got to be on the 7 a.m. newscast. And then I have these shoots. That's so cool. And I got to, and I think there was a, there was a long time there where I was sort of disconnected from my purpose and from my being. I think I was I think just we sort all of get like, like that. You when know, you just get the, the day-to-day struggle yes. of just what life is, like this yes. is my career, this is my job, I have to get up and do this. Yes. Just like that 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 zombie state. I call it like the, right. like the groundhog effect. Yeah. yeah. Like every day I feel like I'm in groundhog. Here I am. Like, didn't I just leave here? Right. I, I thought I left like right. 10 minutes ago. I'm back to doing this. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's some value in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that... So, while you're in it, you don't always feel like, oh, I want like what is happening? Mm-hmm. But I do think long term, yes, I think that that is beneficial and I think it is helpful. And, and I like to think that I always kind of stood for my values and I did what what felt right for me. And at the same time, I have noticed. So since I've sort of switched my focus from being hey, here's a selfie of me on the set. Watch the show this morning at 10 a.m. on this channel. Um, I have noticed since I have started to put more meaningful, um, really wholehearted, deep posts out there, those posts don't get nearly as much attention as 
here's me looking cute on I may, set. I saw you make a post about that recently. I do, and I yeah. openly talk about it because, A, I think part of it is the algorithm on social media, on Instagram particularly, that, I'm an Instagram that guy. favors faces. and you know. Oh. So I think there's the algorithm. That's what it is? I think it favors your face and it looks Fuck. for images with faces, but I want to write. I'm I want to write about that. <laughs> You're actually probably fine. But, you know, it's frustrating when you come from a place of like, I actually want to share a specific message and if my face isn't in it, does it mean that you're not going to promote it as much on Instagram? And and that's fine. Ultimately, again, I have moments. My good friend Latrice Kabuya told me this the other day and it really stuck with me because I was sharing with her this frustration around like, look, I, I love that I had this wonderful career as a model. I love my on-camera career. I love my behind-the-scenes career. I, I'm proud of a, a lot of things that I've accomplished, and I think that everything has been meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I really believe that all of these things have made me who I am today. But, man, I get pissed when I've spent a lot of time on this post, and I've talked about the meaning of life right. and healing trauma and the things that are really important to me. Mm-hmm. And nobody's liking this. Nobody's even reading this. And she she passed on this really great message to me that she was just like, you know, sometimes because she does the same thing. She speaks publicly um, and she's a huge advocate in the African-American community. And um, she speaks really from the heart about abusive relationships um, and oppression and women. And, and she's just such so just one of my huge, you know, mentors and friends and. And she was like, you know, sometimes I post those things too. And I just think, okay, that post was just for me today. That post was was serving me and it was just meant to speak to me. And ultimately, if, if you are aligned with your purpose and you're sticking to what's important to you, it won't matter who's liking it and who's seeing it. <clears throat> Sometimes you're just serving yourself and that was just ministering to what you needed to hear, what you needed to speak to that day. Um, And maybe it didn't get a thousand likes, whatever. But that's been a hard thing for me to sort of, I guess, wrap my head around because I'm like, okay, but here's a selfie I took and it got 500 likes. Like, are we for real now? Like, really? Come on. Society values beauty. It's, but what about... The other things that, and, and I, even that, it, yeah. it feels so uncomfortable for me to just be like, well, yeah, thanks. And like, that's great that a selfie right. got that much attention. Um, but ultimately, that was never my purpose. And that was never, that was right, never right, my right. jam. Even sure, when sure. I was at the height I of think my you modeling can tell. career. I think you can tell that. Sure. There's some people you can tell that are into that. Sure. And I'd be posting are, a lot more duck face photos if that exactly, was my jam. Exactly, exactly. But even at the height of my modeling career, I was not posting a lot of that stuff. I wasn't sharing it. I was like, this is my job. This is my profession. This is a part of what I'm doing, but it's not my identity. Okay. And and nice. now, now that I'm finally sharing those more authentic pieces of myself that I couldn't share when I was in a television contract. Okay. People are like, yeah, this is cool, but where are the pictures of your face? Oh. I'm like, bro. No way, no way, no way. You get that? 100%. Ah, oh, goddamn it! They are like dudes? public dudes. 
God damn it. Fuck you, you do. guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Get it together. Get with me. Because like, there are some, like, evolved, uh, amazing men out there who I know. And and again, but I want to remind uh, everyone. Like, because like, I'm, you know, I'm not the most woke dude out there, but I'm not like, a, uh, like, I want you guys to keep it together. Come on. The thing that pisses me off the most is when I write something like, I'll write something about trauma or I'll write something about abuse or something that's really important to me. And someone will be like, wow, Crystal, there are so many negative posts lately. Why don't you just post a picture of yourself smiling? Oh, why don't you smile more? And I I mean, it is like trigger city. And I got to take some deep breaths. Women love to be told they should smile some more. That's what I was told. But you know this, right? (laughs) You know, as a male, both of you in here know not to tell women to smile. No, of course not. You know this. You know what's funny? I had a woman just the other day tell me I need to smile more in my (laughs) pictures. Because if you go through my all my Instagram pictures with guests, I don't smile. It's just not what I do. There was a point where I used to, but then there was a point where I stopped. And they're like, you need to smile more. You have such a good smile. I'm like, yeah, it's not my You thing. know what? In Asian culture, you don't even smile with your teeth. You smile with your eyes. You smize. You Tyra Banks smize. Mm. So in Asian culture, you don't even smile in photos. You just, you have like a, so if you ever notice like in Asian emojis, it's not the mouth that uh, has like the, 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 I don't know, the parentheses, right? So the parentheses is the smile in emojis when you're typing it out. It's like a colon and the parentheses, it's like a sideways smile. When you, so in Asia, it's not necessarily, and, and, and this is very generally speaking, let's say in Indonesian specifically, but in other countries it might be different. But in a lot of Asian cultures, you don't smile in photos. It's just not a traditional thing that you do. You just look kind of solemn. A little stoic. A little stoic. Or in, you'll notice in a lot of like Japanese cultures, the emojis, instead of being the mouth smiling, it'll be the eyes as like the carrot. Oh, yeah. You know, the little V, kind of upside down V. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's just understood that you you express more and you emote more with your eyes than you do your mouth. And so you might be smiling with your eyes in pictures, but in Western culture, it's very oh, accepted. No. That I'm, you I'm, must look. I'm looking hard. <laughs> I'm just hardcore like... <laughs> I'm mean mugging you. That's what I'm doing. Well, then do it. That's like, what I'm doing. That's it my is thing. Nobody, if nobody you want me to smile, places. you got to pay me. $20 and I'll smile. You know what? This is the money maker. <laughs> it's, yeah. You can't tell us the beard. You can't tell I'm smiling in this crazy thing. It doesn't anyways. even matter. Yeah. You ah. may as well not have a, a, a mouth at all. Like, <laughs> I, I, oh, God. <laughs> It's yeah, it's been interesting to see the reception from, you know, like people who watched me on TV who were just and again, I get it because on television there was a very specific image that I needed to uphold and saying things like, hey, I believe in social justice. That would have been frowned upon. That would have been outside of the bounds of my contract. And so even like especially in the Midwest. Yes. You can't have opinions. If Although you're Kansas in City's pretty liberal, we're pretty progressive. You know, we got a pretty. Uh, it depends, man. I mean, um, the amount of Kansas hate City, mail I guess, that I get, you I guess would once think. you, yeah, once you get about <laughs> what do you say, fifteen, twenty miles outside of Kansas City, then it starts yeah. to get a little bit more uh, non-social justice, if you will. God, I know. <laughs> 
But there is a good 20-mile radius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. God, it must be those other ones who were sending me the messages. Yeah, you know, it's the outer skirt. It's, yeah. like, the, it's like Greenwood and Belton <laughs> and Gardner, you know? I wish I could, you know, that would be really interesting to see if I could just have like a Google's, a Google Maps sort of like pinpoint around what is the radius of people who are sending me these hate mails and these death you would get hate, So what, would you get personal hate mails or would they come to the station? Like what kind of Most hate mail? Most of the time, uh, the hate mail that I would get would be digital. So it would be Instagram DM. Who would, would hate on email. you? Oh, one woman, it was about my mascara. She didn't like my mascara. What? Um, so she sent me a whole message about how my mascara was clumpy. And I and it, okay. it was clumpy okay. that day. So I was maybe, like, you know what? Okay. I'm tired. In her gosh, defense, was she do. maybe wanting just, listen, I love you no. so much. No. Okay. No. I want you it to look was, your best. You're a piece of shit. You are so fake. You are a shame Jealousy. to existence and humanity. Like I've had no. people tell me I should kill myself. Yeah. These and are, I'm posting things about these mental are kids. health. These are children. Oof, these I don't are know. children. They are. I don't know. But she took some time They're to trolls. find my, my personal like address at the station. One guy is in prison and I think he's getting out soon. So I've been meaning to fo- like to catch up on him because he threatened to kill me. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, a lot of the DMs are people. Why? Who are d- why would oh anybody? Why? Why? I don't know. What if you're so non-controversial? What? What could you? You would think. What could you possibly say? Be- what, is it just like I believe in the value of human life? Okay. And that makes me controversial. Yeah, I believe humans are. Valuable. So he wants to take your life. I'm this guy, I think it mental, wasn't. It, oh it was gosh. while I was still at the station, so I wasn't really posting a ton about mental health. I wasn't posting a lot about social justice. I was just existing as a woman, as a a minority woman on television. And he he threatened other people too sure, at the of course, station. Of so it wasn't did. just me. He yeah, hadn't he's a totally crazy singled up. He's singled a crazy person. But it was. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill your family. Um, and he's in prison, so I don't, so he's supposed to get out soon, so I'm not sure where he's at right now. Um, come to me, homie. So, oh man. Come here instead. Bring your anger out here. Come on the podcast. We'll talk A about it. A lot of angry we'll bring people. It out. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I'll just post something about like, just about people, about, you know, like, hey, it's okay to be stressed right now. The world is kind of hard. Are you getting stuff right now that's negative? Mm, right now, Like, less since you've gotten so. off of TV, have, has yeah, it been less? Yeah, there was kind of like a, there was, I feel like there was like an influx of messages where it was just people who were like, Oh, I did a oh I did a charity event. So recently, I did a charity event for Safe Home, and I'm a big oh, nice. um, advocate against Safe domestic home. Go violence. To quick trip. And yeah, um, so I'm a big advocate against violence against women and just uh, violence in general, <laughs> violence against men too. Jesus, um, and IPV, intimate partner violence, right? So I'm a big advocate against that, and I did a charity event for it, and I posted a photo of me at the charity event saying, "Hey." Please join. Please buy tickets. Please support this amazing cause. And you know, I'm I'm so happy to be in studio because it was in a it was in a studio. It was being filmed. I'm so happy to be here supporting this. And somebody wrote me, "Please God, never go back on air. You need to die." <laughs> like that's it a troll. Was just that's a troll. 
on like, oh my God, I guess I'm not getting your donation. That's a 14 year old in his mom's basement trolling you. That's not You real. know, I know, I know. And But there's a lot of this stuff. Because there think, is a lot of that. You do I have know. to remember there's a lot of 14 year olds that are just like, I'm going to say the most crazy, heinous thing because uh, it's anonymous. Right. I'm on the line. That's just what we do. And I think that as a woman where I'm at now, I can handle it. And I've always had like a decently thick skin because I've been on television. So I've been used to this. But I think it's, you know, I understand like even as a woman who sure. understands this, like it still kind of hurts. And I yeah, think for, for women who are 14, 16, 18, and they're still figuring out who they are to get oh. DMs from people telling them to kill themselves. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's yeah. not okay. And that we got to talk about that. <clears throat> like, that's just not, that's yeah. just not okay. That is something I was going to maybe bring up this, this episode with you is, um, you had, again, I do follow you on Instagram clearly. And you had a post, uh, just asking what we're reading lately. And oh I, sure! And I posted on there. I was reading uh, "The Coddling of the American Mind" by oh, Jonathan Haidt. I Hate. need to read that. Is it good? It's I'm I, I'm I'm in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and it is it's scary and it's good and it's it's interesting. And as as a parent, and especially one with a young girl, mm-hmm. she's four now. So clearly, I don't have to worry about that stuff yet. But yeah. I need to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a significant rise in female suicides mm-hmm. with young tweens and teenage girls right now, all stemming from social media. It's all just like just wanting to get likes. One, they're comparing themselves to not only just their their peers, mm-hmm. but to like the Kourtney Kardashians of the world, the the, the, just the Instagram models. Mm. <clears throat> And it's causing this depression because it's just for a lot of these girls that aren't that attractive at that age, which who is? You're going through a weird, awkward phase. Sorry, but nobody's cute. You know, nobody's when you're cute. Going when you're puberty, like 14, you're 15, 16. Weird. Like, Your teeth are too big. Your right. ears are too big. But sometimes you get those outliers. I know. And then they're getting but all this attention. But then you get the head cheerleaders. I know. I get it. And, I was not that girl. Yeah. But, but there's, and it's just, it's. Mm. It's always been bad for girls, of course, mm-hmm. but now that it's even out there and it's on social media, it's just there is this this significant rise that they can quantify. It's not theory. Mm-hmm. This is actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's like look at the number of DMs telling me that I should die. It's like there is I, even, a spe- even that, but there it, is evidence. Sure, there's around. there's that extreme, but then but there's it doesn't even have to get that extreme. No. it could be. Uh, 12-year-old Sally posted a selfie of her, and then her friend Mary just got a 1,000 likes. Sure. And Sally just got, like, 40. Yeah. (laughs) Why? I'm prettier than her. I know. Why don't I get, why don't I, you know? And so it's it's just, and it's just, what are you guys valuing? And it's just this, it just ingrains them. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And then there's also these other studies uh, this is this is somewhat separate, but of like these parents that are taking videos and pictures of their children sure. to put on social media. And all of a sudden these kids are like, mommy and daddy value me more when, when I I'm do something funny, when I'm performing, when I'm yes. smiling more. I'm like, and a lot of times like, I don't want to smile. Like I'm not yes. in the mood to smile. I like, have come a big on. problem against that. Yeah. I, I do too. Like you will, yeah. you will see mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If you if you Google me and try your hardest, you're only gonna find a couple. You're right. You're yeah. only gonna find a couple pictures. I, think of my, I only knew you had kids because you brought them up in person. Yeah, at like one point. I you're barely gonna. And I see thought them. you had. Because I, I was talking to my boyfriend about this this morning. I was like, I'm pretty sure. I was like, I think he has a son. And I was like trying to explain like how I met you and how I knew you. And I could not remember for the life of me. Because you're very, you're private about that. Which is smart. Thank you. In my opinion. Just my opinion. Yeah. I don't want to put that. I have like a big problem. And I'm sorry. Like I'm going to. I don't know how many mommy bloggers you have. But I have a big problem with mommy bloggers who exploit their children. I just I do. I do too. I just do. And I and I get it. Like, I know there are arguments for both sides, but they are kids with developing brains and they simply do not know what's best for them quite at that age regarding their public relations. They just don't know. Why is that even a thing? They just don't know. And I and I think it's when you take that agency away from them, it's oh, God. That's a whole new... That is such a modern parent problem because when I was growing up, that was not a thing. It is. Um, yeah, I feel like my kids are probably going to be slightly different just because I'm more of a... I think I'm more... I'm an older parent as far as this Three? of these kids because okay. I'm four... I think okay. kids that are having... In the Midwest, sure. In the Midwest, I think sure. kids... You know, and so I think my kids are going to be raised slightly different. I'm hoping mm-hmm. to at least kind of avoid mm-hmm. as much of that as I can. I know some of it is inevitable, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. to kind of gear them like not to be the social media. Like I don't even know when to give mm. them a phone. Is but, oh, but I'm sure. I, my kids are going to be the last ones that one of the last ones that have a smartphone. <laughs> yeah, my parents because there's like, no nope. there's no sense like like there's so much going on in your brain. There's so many yes. hormones and like your your yes. your your frontal cortex isn't developed until you're 25. Yes. Like I do not want you even smoking <laughs> like. If you want to smoke all the weed you want, smoke it all you want at 26. If you want to start drinking, (laughs) 26. I will roll a joint for you at 26. But until we'll do it together, right? Yeah. But like, please protect that mind, protect that brain, like just and stay Mm -hmm. away from all these other little things. Like, I um, I am obsessed and I'm really fascinated with ancient history. I love ancient history. I love our past. I love our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Love going way back. I'm so into that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love Ancestral it. Ancestral trauma. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's fuck. Okay. But I'm into in, I'm, gonna, I'm into yeah, in, ancestry changes. type stuff. And <sighs> so our ancestors were, were like our brains. Like we have only yeah. just this is a brand new technology that we're not ready for. And the speed Think that this technology has effects. gone and is has implanted in our brain is we are not ready for this. We're hunters and gatherers and we're mm. barely starting to figure out this whole city stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden add in like augmented reality. Yeah. Virtual reality. We have zero idea Facebook, what the full like our our are. brains were just Yeah. But then again, I can also I, I, that's where I want to be because that's where I'm I'm I I am into that. But then I can also see like well maybe this is just the next if I'm looking long term, this is part of evolution. Maybe of evolution is we're just maybe humanity and humans and Homo sapiens are in this cocoon state right now, and soon we will become this butterfly. And maybe this butterfly is is, is artificial intelligence because technology keeps integrating with us, and maybe we are slowly become this artificial intelligence creation butterfly. But right now we're in a cocoon stage. 
I don't know. Mm, that's in such an interesting, you know, and I think that's such a fascinating perspective because I think, yes, I think we're kind of in, we're, we're in a shift right now in general, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of that shift is about reconnecting with our humanity, not outsourcing it. I think it that's to what our humanity wants, I think we but I want, think there's yes. this draw to this new shiny Absolutely. thing, and this new progressive thing. And there are a lot of benefits to it, right? Because I can't, like, I can't imagine, like, right now being in a pandemic. I am so thankful that we have Zoom. I'm thankful that I am able to connect with friends who have kids who are immunodeficient, who can't meet with me in person, but I can still FaceTime them. Right, you're thankful to be on the best podcast in Kansas City. I get it. And that. And if there was, if there was ever a time to be in a pandemic, at least we have the technology right now to still remain connected in some way. But think about the, the, the the original seed of that intention is to remain connected and it depends on how you're using technology if you're using it to remain connected wonderful then it is then it is ultimately serving your greater value of belonging of being a part of a community of helping others and being connected to others if you're using it to disconnect like which i could go on a whole tangent about things like porn about things like just just mindless shit on youtube you know which i get it they are they are formulated to be addictive content when we when you look at it not, that not only, way not only that are they a form to be addictive but things like facebook are designed yes. to be meant to be argumentative and negative. Yes. yes, yes, and to appeal to those fears yes. and to trigger those. And so it's no wonder that we end up in these rabbit holes, mm-hmm. right? And and I think it depends. It depends on your level of awareness and your level of intentionality. And if you can say, and I'm 100% guilty of this, where I'm like, I'm on Instagram, I'm like, whoa, like two hours just went by and I've been looking at dog videos. There is a scary... <laughs> There is a, I will, this is the scariest thing. Every single phone has it. You can go on there and find your screen time and it'll go and show you how much time you spent on each app or each screen. It's awful. (laughs) Makes me think like, wow. If you don't want to get depressed, don't look at that because you're looking like, I, I could have just learned Mandarin Chinese. Like you could literally, you could have learned a foreign language in that time if you would have spent those five hours a day doing mm-hmm. anything else. I know, okay. I know. You're, I'm getting like arthritis in my thumb because I uh, my so. neck. I like, I, I have physically have had days, <laughs> and again, these are like, and, and, and I don't know if it's it's coincidence they've coincided with like ultimate negative depressed days like a depressed day where i have like my neck will hurt like the next day i'll be like tech neck did i sleep funny no i was just holy shit i was on i was just looking down all day scrolling why do i care what this person had for dinner why do i care about your ugly kids like why do i care about this like i don't care about that this person's vacation what am i even doing with my life right now like and i think it, it AI is amazing and I think it's wonderful that we're investing in that and I think it is the way of the future and at the same time at at what expense at what yes. cost and how intentional and how self-aware are you and why and are if, we doing it are we doing it for is it because we're just it's a stand-in is it because we're we're money bags that are going to give these companies money is that why technology keeps going that way it's a, <laughs> like we keep going this way and yeah, yeah. You know, what's yeah. going to, we keep getting so dependent on it and we, it, more and more. Do you know how to build a phone? No. Do you know there's no phones? There's not a single phone built in America. Are they all made in China? 
China and other places, <laughs> probably yeah. Germany. But so like, yeah. one of the things I've talked about a few times uh, on this podcast is things like um, a solar flare, something mm-hmm. that can just take technology out that's not that. Uh, is it November? I, I, I don't know the date, but coming up soon, there is a meteor that's going to pass through Earth that has a point two percent chance of hitting us which means something oh in like God. one in 229 one in 229 times we can go with the way of the dinosaur that's wow. a real fact where when is that supposed to happen very fucking soon oh my God, November it's November I'm gonna have to do some research on this okay, okay. I will okay. send you the thing okay. do you know send who Bill, thing. do you know who Bill Perkins is no <clears throat> Is this a conspiracy theory? No, 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 okay, no, no, no. Okay, Bill okay, Perkins okay. is like a billionaire. Okay, okay. Uh, smart tech dude. I believe you. I just I'll sometimes send it to, I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not. I l- like, listen oh, to me. God. I love a good conspiracy, but Same. I don't. But I don't buy into them. I just think they're fun. Until sure, okay. I think they're okay. fun. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know that we've been to the moon, but I'll entertain that thought. You know, we've got some. Uh, some interesting stuff out there and it, it's very hard because un, uh, unless you are a primary source in that situation however I, I'm a big believer of for every conspiracy theory that's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who have to be able to keep a secret right and generally speaking people can't mm, keep a people secret don't keep secrets right so so I tend to you know and and ultimately it doesn't matter at the end of the day, how do you want to live your life? Mm-hmm. Do you want to live your life believing that it could be over in a few months? Or do you want to live your life thinking, you know what? I, I'm going to enjoy today and I'm going to plan for the future. And either way, if you have no control over it, you may as well control what you can and do what you can and plan for what you can. Crystal, what's a good conspiracy that you're into that you could maybe get behind? A conspiracy that I could get <clears throat> behind? Do you think we've been to the moon? JFK? Oh, God. Aliens, you know, they just came out. The Pentagon just released a paper today that just said uh, some of these. I, c- I believe in aliens. These UFOs are are not of this earth. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know about specifically. Again, I would have to do way more research on it. But I do believe in extraterrestrials, and nice. I think I think it is. To. I think it is kind of narrow minded to believe that we are the only conscious beings on a planet. You know, we found water on mars so there's right. life on mars yep and i don't know in what form i don't know that i think maybe mars isn't maybe like some a, single-celled organisms like a ET. sure but maybe there are some single-celled organisms maybe not like a or football shaped right. antenna thing um, marvin the martian marvin the martian you know that would be cool would that be that dope would be so amazing. how how amazing would that be if not only it literally cool. was like marvin like he looks like a three-dimensional <laughs> cartoon like bright color animated alien like that but he's actually real that would be fantastic <laughs> and i don't even think i'd be surprised oh i, I think would I, be. I think i'd be like okay I, yeah of course you talked to hannah barbera 60 oh! years ago <laughs> oh, that just like brought back so many didn't that did, did hannah hannah barber do you say barbera hannah barbera i was saying hannah barbara you got it wrong but i schooled Is it you hannah barbera it's Hanna Barbera. Because didn't they do Tom and Jerry and all those too, or no? Flintstones. Or or? Flintstones. Oh my God, you're bringing me back. Really, you're that old. So, I lived in Indonesia at this time, so I did not mm. have exposure. I did want to go back to that to yeah. a lot of this. However, 
So my parents lived in separate parts of Indonesia. So we only saw my dad like maybe once a month, maybe every few weeks we would go visit my dad. Because of his job? Because of his job. But we lived in a separate part of the island. I went to a missionary school, an international missionary school. So I spoke English so I could speak English. And but I spoke Indonesian at home and, and, and my dad is, is American. So we would visit him. And when we visited him, he had Cartoon Network. So that's yes. why I know what Scooby-Doo. Oh yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo Scooby sucks, Doo. by the way. No! Every episode is the same. It's the same thing. It's the same. These Different mask. It's stupid. teenagers. I don't, I never got into scooby Oh, God, I got really into it. I, I loved it. I couldn't. couldn't do it. Um, but I Thundercats. <laughs> okay, Thundercat, Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. Um, yes. April. Um, I was talking to Madeline, if you remember that. I was telling her, calling her uh, April O'Neil. Oh, really? I didn't get to that. She didn't part, like that. I was really? like, "You're April, you're April O'Neil." She did not April. like that, and I mentioned April it a couple times. Badass. Yeah, I don't know, but but I remember like that. Those Hannah Hanna Barbera, boom. Apparently, Flintstones, not apparently. the Jetsons. Yep, oh, the Jetsons. Jane, um, his wife. Daughter Judy. Does that make me old? His boy Charlie, Elroy. How old, are, how, how old is Charlie? 34. 34. Okay. How old are you? 32. 32. I'm the old man. It's salt and pepper. Just, it's just salt at this point. The is like <laughs> leaving. The pepper's <laughs> running away along with this like I've been growing my hair out also. So it's like I got like this receding hairline and pepper and salt going on. I got it's fine. A, I got You've got the the topics hair powder whenever you need. <laughs> no, if I get any kind of baldness coming in, and I'm just shaving. Shave. <laughs> See, men can do that. It's harder for women. Uh, I I appreciate. Uh, so I'm obsessed with Britney Spears. That's my crush. <laughs> Love Britney. Love Britney. Always have. I don't. Why are you laughing? Not, I'm not don't trying laugh, not to not, get like saliva molecule, molecules on your microphone. Go ahead. I told you. I wash okay, these. I okay. wash these after every episode. Okay. Uh, I, one of my favorite phases was when she went bald. She was. Well, she had the. Ele- mm. She shaved her head. She had the ele- umbrella like- <laughs> beaten on the car. The crotch oh, shot Brittany. was during that time. Brittany, I love you. Oh, and she's got. We we're talking about dime pieces earlier. The, she is just with a dime piece of a dude right now. I stand no chance of that guy. Listen, Mexico, send up your best supplements to me. I have to get on point so I can go and hook up with Britney Spears. Are you going to try to woo her? I don't know. No, I'm just going to flex in front of her. I can't woo her. She's not She's not smart enough. She, you know, I she's think dumb. She's, she's think, dumb no. as a box of rocks. She's so dumb. I think she's smart. Oh, oh she's not she's smart. If you want, no, she's not. And it's really. So, are you familiar with like the theory of the age you get famous at? Is kind of the age you kind of get stuck oh, at. I could see that. I think it's related. I see it in relation to trauma. So I think okay, whatever beautiful. trauma, yeah, 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 same, 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 same thing. Sort of like an emotional regression, right? Is that a thing? Like uh, I don't want to get deep and dark, sure. but is there a thing? Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I, I hate going here, but say, God damn it, I don't even want to say it out loud, but I will. Say a twelve-year-old girl gets raped mm-hmm. when she's thirty. Does she kind of talk like a twelve-year-old? So, is that like is that a thing? So it, very generally speaking, okay. But if you're if you're in a flashback, 
like something triggers a flashback and there is a very real possibility that you emotionally regress to that age. And this happens for, it doesn't have to be rape though. Okay. Right? I just, it could be anything. I, like I said, I don't it know. It could be you lost a baseball game and your dad yelled at you. I mean, it could be anything. Really? All of us have little younger versions of ourselves living inside of us. Aww. And if they get triggered at any point in time, you can you will see that part come up 100%. It's like there's a whole thing around emotional regression and it's sort of, you know, it's tricky and it's it shows up differently for everybody, but it is it is interesting to look at it from the perspective of fame. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that because in a way fame can be very traumatic because it's Wouldn't so it isolating. Be? Like how Absolutely. would you like w- of course. I get, again going back to ancient humans and just what the human is. Yeah. We're not meant to have the entire Every like yeah. millions of people know who we are. Yeah, like, sure, sure. and even if you go back, like, what's a billions of like, dollars? Like, like yeah. uh, Dunbar's number. Like, our minds are only supposed to know really like maybe a hundred and fifty names and people. Mm, sure. And then all all of a sudden you're like this Britney Spears wow, who like interesting. I hadn't hundreds thought about of thousands that. and millions yeah, yeah, of people, yeah. and then you're required or expected or wanting to know more than you're trying to than outside of that Dunbar. No, like, yeah. Interesting. I don't. I don't know. I'm just spitballing right now off a of high west whiskey. No, that makes total sense. Because I think in a way, and it, it's interesting because it is tied so closely to. So a lot of times when people get stuck around like their success, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people get stuck around. I can't wait to get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> or just we all have fears and we all have insecurities. Not me, we bro. All, we not me, bro. I'm kidding. I, I I'll stop cutting you in off. There. So there. So there's. So there is that. And and I think there a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, you're just afraid of success. You're just afraid of succeeding. Uh, sure, maybe there could be people who are genuinely afraid of success. More often than not, though, people are afraid of isolation and they are afraid of loss. And any amount of, of change of comes with loss. Okay. Absolutely. Because imagine tomorrow you're the most famous man on earth. And suddenly, all of this, your community in which you live, maybe Charlie, maybe you're questioning his motives now because you're like, dude, I don't know. Does he just want me because of my millions of dollars? Of course not. Charlie's your homeboy. I'd hook, him up. I'd hook him up. I if know, I got the I millions know, of I dollars, I made hundreds of millions, but, get, I'd give you a piece, Charlie. <laughs> you get a percentage. But but think about how, how much of your life shifts and transforms and changes. And there is inherent loss. Because even if you say, like, I want to mm-hmm. be a bazillionaire and I want to be famous, you're still going to have to mourn the loss of being able to step outside of your house with nobody knowing who you are. Uh, maybe you'll have to mourn like the paparazzi not following you everywhere. You'll have to mourn, you know, not worrying about your kids as much because as soon as you're a celebrity, you got to worry about the safety of your kids too, you know. But right now, if you're just kind of like, I'm a guy and I'm doing my thing and my kids are my kids and they live. Oh, no, so- that's my most irrational fear is my kids. It's not irrational, though. No, what? I have You're irrational a- fears about. Okay. That's like, a, it's like, I, I freak out about like, oh, that's a whole nother thing. But there's a lot. And so there's a lot, you know, and there are things you can do. Like, look, uh, case in point, Dak Shepard and, and Kristen Bell, they are so private about their kids for that reason, mm. because their greatest fear is, I, I imagine, what's going to happen to my kids? Maybe I'm famous. Maybe I have this amazing podcast. Maybe I have this amazing acting career, but I don't want my kids to be drug into this. I don't want them to be. Especially where their uh, brains are developing. Absolutely. Right. Um, so a lot of people there, there's, but there is a lot of very valid stuckness around that because with your success, there, there can be 
come some very real repercussions and a loss of privacy, a loss of routine and right. normalcy and some relationships. You may not know who to trust anymore because you're wondering, is this person really my friend okay. or are they actually, you know, this is my childhood friend, but does she really want to be my friend now or is she just after me because I'm famous or right. because I have millions of dollars? And so I think there's a lot, a lot of people think like, Oh, you're just afraid of success. It's like, no, people are afraid of isolation, of not knowing who they are anymore, who their identity is, where they belong. And sometimes I think when I see people like Britney Spears, who became famous at such a young age when they were still developing, mm -hmm. again, I have no idea what her diagnoses are, and I'm not going to do that. Sure. But I can only imagine as a human, as a human right, right, who just craves relate to it. Uh, yeah. connection and belonging and caring <clears throat> and being seen for my authentic self and for who I am. I am as a human to lose that to money and fame and fans and like you said an excess of information that our brains are not necessarily wired right. to hold right of course losing your sense of self and losing your identity it makes total sense to me you you would have to let go of your sense of self you have to lose your identity in a sense to be able to sustain the demands of that specific culture and that specific um, field that you're in or project that you're working on or status that you've aspired to. And I think that's why like a lot of people, when they get famous, they're also kind of like, I don't even want this. I don't even like this. Right. It's not This isn't that. what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And there's just a lot of loss. There's a lot of loss when you talk about that change. And I don't, I think that, and people think, oh, pity, like, poor you. Like you, exactly. again, even, it's funny that you said that with like local television personalities. Well, right. It's Did not, you lose any of that? It's not like, a money making thing. I would say no, because um, it's not a big money making endeavor. Local television is right, not but, a high paying gig. But you got some, I'm sure um, when you went out, you got noticed. Yes. So I would say I lost some sense of security. Um, I've had stalkers. I've had, you know, murder threats i've had stuff like that so i will say i've lost some sense of safety and that's been Jeez. a really hard thing for me to deal with and i'm still working uh, through that did you ever get inspired to learn a martial art or mm -hmm. learn to carry weapons or anything like that yeah the ccw yeah. or so i talked to actually linda hansen is one of my favorite people she's in charge of she she has a uh she has a dojo god where is it please summit it's Longview Lake in Lee Summit. Yeah, yes, Lee yeah. Summit. Um, she has a <clears throat> dojo out in Lee Summit. And Linda has been a great... I met her doing a story about adaptive martial arts. She nice. works with kids who um, have disabilities. And she helps them learn oh, cool. how to work around them. That's beautiful. To, I love that. Oh my God, she's an inspiration. Um, so, so yeah, I've had some stuff. I've done some self-defense thing, you know, here and there. Sure. Okay. I carry a taser. I've had pepper spray. I had a little, she gave me this really cool like baton at one point that I used to carry with me. Um, and then it got too bulky for like my keychain. Um, <laughs> but like, it's a lot. It's a lot to carry nunchucks <laughs> in your purse, I don't man. look sexy with this. I'm going to uh, well, sacrifice no, personal safety for like, my look. No, but my <laughs> Space in my purse. I carry so Charlie, much. Charlie, you want more stuff. whiskey? You're carrying your school books. You're carrying your purse. You're carrying. Chris, I'm just giving you shit. These are just you know. Nunchucks are too much sometimes. Ooh, a little Michelangelo. But, <laughs> that would be cool. 
you can learn how to do that you can learn how to do that you know i know and i've so i've taken some workshops but again unless you do it every day those things tend to to go oh yeah that's an everyday thing you have to be practicing um and you know i've been pretty fortunate in that like i tell my family everything my immediate family lives in kansas city we're all together now um so they pretty much know um and i tell them like hey this person's stalking me this is his name this is his information and and they know so if i go missing People know where to find the evidence. I screenshot everything. So all you dudes out there who are sending me hate mail right now or sending me like sexually suggestive Send it to messages, me, you fucks. Send it to me. It bring to it to him. me. I'm you not scared. Ca- talk your shit. Different Bring outlet. it to me, please. I screenshot all of it. I'll dox myself if I have to. Just <laughs> leave her alone. Come at me. I'm not scared of you pussies. You're 14 in your mom's basement. Oh, Get the some fuck of out them of are like grown ass men. And then you're in prison. You're a little prison. Some of them little, are in prison. That prison asshole is fucking with you. Come at me too. I just please, actually, that I'll would be bring great. Bring on the podcast. There's one thing Come I could here. get out of this if you could all send. Please, Neanderthalkpodcast at gmail.com. Neandertalk yes. Pod on Instagram, NeanderTalkPodcast.com. <laughs> this is just plugs for me. Bring it on. Hashtag death threats to Ryan. Death threats to Ryan. Bring from it on. Now on. Yes. Thank you. I screenshot everything. I've got I mean I ha- I tell people that are close to me, this is this is like my death threat box. If I go missing, look here. So I'm pretty good. I tell people exact. I share my location. Like, You're there good are after the fact. You're like, oh, if I get, you got to prevent no, it. No, no. Beforehand, I say, like, but this, even is, then. this is where I'm going. This is who I'm talking to. So people know, people who are close to me, who I trust know. Where to where find I'm the at. body. But I think that, that that's great. Great example. Great. Of, like, I don't consider myself a celebrity. I don't see myself that way at all. I don't go out a lot in general. Are, so. there, are there Kansas City celebrities? Mm. Like local celebrities. What's a Kansas City celebrity? I don't know. I don't okay. think I know a lot of them, so I don't. I just see them as people. I just right, don't, but you know. guys are like, as far as like, if I were to see, yeah, I'm not gonna flip out. I'm gonna be like, oh shit, that's Will Crystal Lampin. Sure. I, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't have known. There's some. I don't Fair. watch local shit. I would know a couple people. I'd be like, oh shit, that's Mark Alford. You know what's so funny? Yeah, you're right, and you're funny. That's funny that you mentioned that because I've done that with people like Mark Alford, John Holt. Um, I wouldn't even know. I would have wrecked. I'd be like, I think that dude. And I've totally uh, done that. You know the other uh, uh, Lauren Halifax. Sure. Absolutely. I want. If you saw Gary. Oh shit! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! on. Are you ready for a good one? This is Holly Star. Holly Star, absolutely! Oh Where my god, where's she at? When I met her, did you her, take her? Did you take over her yeah, spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I oh met her. Oh my gosh, she was her. incredible too. I met, I met her she's once. She's like nicest. six foot one or something. That chicken. That tall? Yeah, she, she seemed tall? like that tall. But I thought um, you were taller too. I people say that a lot. I'm like, I'm really not that tall. But no, Holly was awesome. And when I met her, when I t- when I took the job at the station, I met her, and I, and it's interesting because you, you just took feel her like spot? you know them. Yes. Was she? Was there any like jealousy or animosity no. oh or like God. cattiness? Fuck you for even bringing that up. Why? Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. Women I know how women are. Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dangerous generaliz- generalization. That's what I do. I generalize. This whole thi- I, fair. That's fair. We do a lot of generalizing. 
No. I oh honestly, I'm not. I I'm not serious. I wouldn't think there would be I know. real cattiness. But she is a. She is. No. She was super sweet. And and when I met her, it was. It, it is interesting that you talk about it in in that context around like what is a local celebrity. Right. Because when I met Holly Star, I 100 was like, oh my god, Holly. Yeah. And I gave her go. the biggest hug, and she was like, oh my god, who are you? And I remember that moment because I just thought I've been watching you on TV for years. You have no clue who. I am right so so you're right I think there like the, the perception for me is just like I'm a girl who has a dog and you know and I'm studying mental health I'm a grad student right now and I'm doing all sorts of things and like yes I work in television and yes I work in media and but you have sh- to recognize yada, yada. that when when a random person sees but, you like holy yes. shit I've seen you yes right before you were introduced right before Malcolm in the Middle came on I had the FedEx guy recognize me the other day, and I and and I remember because I had my mask on, and he wasn't sure. Oh, okay, wow. So he was like, "Are you?" And I was like, waiting for him to say it. You know, you don't know. And I was just like, "I wonder if he'll know my name." Uh, like, it, and it was just funny because I was like, even with my mask on, really, like I don't wear, I hardly ever wear makeup or heels or any of that anymore because I don't have to for my job. So like when I take therapy clients, I don't have to wear any of that. I can just be me, which is wonderful. Um. But it's funny when people even recognize me without all of my stuff because I'm just like, really? Like you still re-? and with my mask on? Really? And so I think that is every now and then I get a little reminder. Of well, like, think about there were those. I, 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 re- I honestly really don't know. I don't know that I could really name much of your stuff or have seen you much on there. Sure. I just very peripherally. But imagine somebody that would watch like. Was Malcolm in the Middle one of the, your shows? Uh, there was a time when I was mm. on. We had um, that '70s show for a while. Okay, the perfect. Simpsons. We have Friends. So you now. have okay. So you have yeah. those syndicated shows. Absolutely. So there are that people that just like that's what for I what, whatever reason they're hooked on those syndicated shows and they're watching it at that time frame and they're constantly seeing you. So in their mind, they're like, Oh, this is that chick yeah. I see yeah, sure. from my, from the four o'clock to seven o'clock hour when yeah. I'm watching my syndicated show. I love that 70s show. I love this. I love sure. that. And they constantly see you. So in their mind, like, Oh, that's a chick. I on know TV. this person. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Like, so yeah. there is like, I don't get that. Like normal people don't get that. So there is like okay. a recognition, okay. Fair. A, a, a recognition, uh, uh, whatever, the, the, whiskey's well, hitting me. But there is that <sighs> where normal, regular people are just like, you know what I mean? Like they see you and they're like, oh, this is cool. I'm seeing somebody on TV, even though it's not, you know, you're not Jerry. You know, not uh, J-Lo. J-Lo. <laughs> Jay Leno. Okay, I was going to say Jay, Jay Leno. Leno. But you're J-Lo, not Jay Leno. Jay Lo. But but think about You're like no okay. Britney Spears. Let's not get ahead I'm of ourselves. I'm not a Britney Spears. Right? Absolutely not. But Settle when down. you when you think about so the the funny thing when you say that though is because of the way that media is going into all these digital channels and Netflix and Hulu but you're before and YouTube that. TV. Sure, I you started know? before that. Right. But now But now it's there. Anyone. So I met a person who I follow on Instagram and when I saw her in person, I was so excited. Because she, I just follow her on Instagram. Cool. And she just she just posts stuff that that hits home for me. Okay. And her writing and her photos and she posts stuff up there shamelessly that I her name is Erin and I remember just being like, oh my god, you're Erin. And I had a whole fangirl moment nice. because of her Instagram. Isn't that awesome? And it's so different now because genuinely, if you have a following on Instagram, YouTube, any of these 
digital mediums, you can have the same, if not more, recognition than a, a local celebrity, quote, okay. unquote. So, right. so it is interesting because I think, like, my favorite – the favorite time, my favorite time of getting recognized was for the morning show. And it was a mom who was probably like a middle aged woman who saw me and my co host, Kelly Nyberg, out shopping. You guys looked like you had so much fun together. We had a blast together. And she just saw me and Kelly out. Um, Charlie, do you want another drink? He's not going to be able to edit pretty soon, man. Like, he's going to be like. He's passed the fuck out ha- over there. You want like, some more whiskey, Charlie? <laughs> are you like sure? The frame hasn't Do you need to go home? Like you are like. We, I just was like. I had to stop her from it to see you passed out. He must be so. <laughs> Charlie, do you ever get just like annoyed as shit listening to people talk? Good question. No, honestly, I don't. I really enjoy myself. He's lying. Let me see your eyes. Let her see your eyes. Is he lying? Do I need a new he's camera high. guy? <laughs> he's high. When did you smoke weed? Did you smoke while we were gone? Uh, That's not allowed in this studio. No. Are he looks sincere. Okay. He looks so sincere. You have to be so annoyed with us right now. Yeah. Are you annoyed with us? Would you like us to? I'm end annoyed this? with myself. I'm hungry. I will say I'm hungry. So let me let me finish. Let's finish this up. I want you to go get food. Yeah. I. You know what's funny? I just want to point. It. How long have we been going? I don't know. Oh, that's Jesus. it. Oh my gosh, you gotta go! I took up all your time. I don't know. Three thirty. Okay, actually, this has been about almost three hours. You want to hear something funny, Crystal? Before we started, before we put the mics on, I remember like it was yesterday. I was at the refrigerator right there getting some water, and I said, "I've had." You said, "How long do these podcasts go?" I said, "Anywhere from one to four hours." It's like oh, I couldn't imagine four hours, oh, and look at us up. go now. Isn't that like? Couldn't you keep going? Could you keep going? Let's I get, like talking to people, man. Right. How about this? Mm. Why don't we just wrap this up in a minute, okay. and then uh, I'll get you back in here, and we'll keep. We'll, we'll wrap continue. up because we didn't this get a is... we didn't get a whole lot of mental <sighs> health stuff in. Yeah, we tickled it a little bit, a little teaser. But we brought a little awareness. But next time, you know, maybe I'll Uber you out here. We'll have the sixty dollar <laughs> bottle of High West. <laughs> I like this. It's like <laughs> you get like you know every a returning guest gets like the more expensive stuff. You, well, you, we're going to edit this. It's sure. just you because you are a celebrity. This is going to be my highest rated and viewed podcast in the I highly history. doubt that. I do too. I'm sure. I highly doubt that. <laughs> highly doubt oh, that. Wow. People out here are like, what are these idiots talking about, actually? I don't think so. You know. You're very smart. Don't sell yourself short. You almost have a master's. I'm getting I'm there. A, I'm, a, I'm a boot camp dropout postal worker hey, not everyone gets their boot camp man it was fun i would suggest it go do it what it is it a six week eight weeks how long is that uh is my class was the last class to do i think nine weeks and then oh. after us they were going down to like eight or seven i think mm. i went in 1998 <gasps> wow yep how old were you? 18? 18. Fresh, out of, 18. fresh out of high school. Yeah. Okay. Fresh out of a fresh wow. little high school cutie with just mm-hmm. a cute little face mm-hmm. and a tight body. 
<laughs> it's just funny because you have pits. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Like you know, it's like ten years, and your son's gonna be that age. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Ten years is a long time, Crystal Lampet. I know, but it's not as long as you think. It's gonna have it's to be. It's not as long as it's you gonna think. It's gonna be. It's gonna have to be. He is. He. It's it's very. Have you ever had your kids on the show? I guess, well, I guess no. You got to <clears> keep them like kind of separate. I have get you? That. All right, yeah, listen. To, I don't. Uh, I don't think I had it. Maybe on the episode you listened to, but maybe if, I have my son do the so, the introduction. He does the introduction of my podcast. He goes. Uh, this Did is Neanderthal pod, uh, yeah, with my daddy. Oh my god, I missed that. Yeah, you know, I it might have been. I I've ha- I have about four or five different intros, and I've stuck with the last one for the past year. Cute. So it might have been after Maddie. Um, I started with my son when he was like five or six. I made him do an introduction. I have you know I have music behind it, like a little beat behind mm-hmm, it. He mm-hmm. goes, "Welcome to Neander," and he can't he's, he can't talk like can't say Neander talk. He's like Neander. Talk Wait. podcast and here's your host i think I my daddy yeah boom shellac boom that's hilarious oh, oh wait and then he goes and this this kid is the sweetest fucking kid ever he goes oh wait 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 one more thing for me thank you for listening to neander talk podcast he's like he wanted to see, that was all improv like on himself he's like i wanted to yeah it's just it's pretty sweet i love it i love it being so, a dad's cool. It's very psychedelic. Having kids uh, is very trippy and very cool. It's weird and amazing at the same time. I, I look at him and he gives me this smile that I catch myself at when I was his age. And it's like you capture wow. yourself in like this weird. You remember. It's not. It's just like, holy shit. I, that's me. That's me when I was his age. And you come. And it's like this weird like. That's cool. I don't know how to explain it. But like a weird time warp trap mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i just looked at myself when i was his age from mm-hmm. from a different perspective mm-hmm. from a third person perspective oh. and you're like and it just melts your heart because you're like oh but then that's just really him and his true self and it's just i love that it's, but it's like cool. oh my god if you're just like doing everything in your power to just support that part of him mm-hmm. you know that's just pure and authentic and himself and loved i mean that's all you can do as a parent i'm sure so many parents who yeah. are listening to this feel that and oh yeah this is not the new having kids has been done to death i'm not yeah, a, i know this is but it special. doesn't <laughs> just because it's been done doesn't make it any less important or miraculous sure. or magical yeah, it's cool. i mean really it's like it's little- it's journey it, you know and i don't have kids and i don't I, I i can't speak to that i will say i'm getting obsessed with my dog and like yes, i just foxy <laughs> foxy is a fun looking dog that's a I beautiful don't dog see her. i don't well i guess i see myself and her sometimes but i i just, do you guys have a very we just have a you connection. have a kinship you do have a kinship <laughs> like, you can tell it like emanates through oh, it's really I'm like happy that you like that. i mean i it's yeah. there is a there is a cliche like oh dogs end up looking like their owners <laughs> or whatever like holy that. shit you guys are like so close we're tight yeah I know. I know and I you know and it's it's been one of the beautiful things about slowing down my life a little bit I'm not doing 14 hour days anymore I'm taking care of myself was that um, as soon as the pandemic hit and all the shelters really needed to clear out space 
and I didn't have to work 14 hours a day anymore. I adopted her and it's been one of the best things that's come out of this for me because I mean it sucks right now it's not great to not be able to just do whatever I want whenever I want to like I was used to but um, being at home more having a slower pace getting to spend quality time with a dog it sounds really cheesy but oh my god I think about I think about all of the things that needed to happen in order for me to make that decision because my big thing was I'm not going to get a dog until I get my master's and once I'm done with my master's, then my schedule will calm down a little bit mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. You know, we put off these things. Always. We're always putting always. things off. Yeah. You know, and then finally it was like the opening happened and I just thought, well, we're all trapped at home anyway. I can 100% take care of a dog now because right. I can take her out as much as I need to. Right. Um, and yeah, we do have a bond and it's just it's just oh. so cool. And I just, yeah, I love it. I, I think of how many things that I have now that I'm grateful for that would not have happened had the morning show not gotten canceled and had the pandemic not hit. And as much as it sucks and as much as there are a lot of things that I there's miss. There's always positives you can take from negatives. There's always something from it that you can take away that's like, yeah, but if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the things I think that I'm holding on to now that it's it's given me a chance to really connect, really reconnect with myself and reconnect to my purpose and do the things that make me happy, which like for me right now, having a dog and nurturing and caring for a dog is like a really big deal. It's a big thing that I've wanted for a long time. And I just, I just told myself, you know, until I'm in a position to do that responsibly, I won't do it, um, which is great but it's also like it's you know since yeah. since my other dog died it was like this dream of mine that i had so i just you know it, it's crazy like there's just there's a lot of things that suck right now and there are certain things i'm seeing just like a lot of people in general reconnecting to their purpose or discovering their purpose for the first time or realizing how many things they have that they are so grateful for and in moments like this I think it is it's things like your kids it's things like your pets and things like your family um, and your podcasts and your purpose and the things that you're putting out personal growth like this is the time now this is the time now like we were negatively affected with this pandemic but it has gifted a lot of people with the time that they can dedicate and maybe put towards something for themselves that yeah. they've been putting off for. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, <clears throat> God, we could keep going. I, we, I'll end this. I, I, know. I I'm taking I know. so much of your time. I could keep going on. Like we, I could go another another whole thing. Like why aren't we talking about health during the pandemic and and trying to get yourself healthy and doing vitamins and making sure you're yeah. ready for it? But that's another time. You'll come back on. I think I will. We had a good time. This was great. Uh. Why don't we just go ahead and if there's anything you would like to say right now, I'll give this time to like pimp whatever you want if you want or just kind of okay. we'll, we'll wrap it up. I've, I've yeah, this was a, this was first. Uh, thank you. Thank you for like having for me. legitimizing my podcast <laughs> with a legitimate Kansas City celebrity agreeing to come on the best podcast in Kansas City, in my opinion. Thank you for uh, like actually agreeing whoop, whoop. to come on here. This was phenomenal. And go ahead and take it away if there's anything sure. you have to say. So, you know, I, I appreciate you having me. I, I love any opportunity that I get to just speak to what's important to me. So I'm always grateful for opportunities to do that. Um, and it's weird. I think anybody working in and working, hobbying, whatever in this arena, it can feel very intimidating to share what's in your heart on social media because there are a lot. 
lot of trolls, as we've discovered right. and discussed. A lot of judgment. A lot of judgment out there. So, you know, I'm just so appreciative of any opportunity like a podcast where there is so much more freedom to just speak to what's true to you and to be authentic. Um, so I appreciate coming on and you're right. It's crazy that we've been here for so long and I was totally like, this isn't going to last more than an hour. You were nervous. Oh, you were like, wait, should God. I, should I keep talking or are I'm we like, going to, are we going to, yeah, like, are we going to run out of things to talk about? Before? I did. No, I totally worried about yeah. that. I was like, God, we're talking so much now. Like, but, but to be fair, like I'm a pretty talkative person, right? I work, yeah. I d- hosted a freaking talk show and now I work in therapy. And where I host I talk a talk show. I, fr- I was <laughs> so like, what is this chick worried about? Oh my God. There's so much to talk about. I mean, being human is complex. And that's ultimately all I want to talk about is the struggles and the victories and the amazing moments in between of being a human um, and validating that experience for other people. And that's really where my Instagram is trying to go. Um, You can all follow me on Instagram. My name is spelled differently, though. C-R-Y-S-T-L-E-L-A-M-P-I-T. T. T. Score. Lampin. You got it. Crystal and, uh, Lampin. She has. She only has ten thousand followers. So please go give her that follow. She's desperate for them. Please get just some more. She's verified, but she still needs. I. To- st- you know. No. I just. I genuinely want to reach as many people as possible with this message that you know you are you are human you are meant to be here you are worthy of being here we all have a purpose we all have value um and i don't think we all believe that about ourselves and so i right i i i love what i'm doing now and i i i'm getting to take clients now i'm I just Damn. I, it's an it's incredible being on the inside and hearing what people talk about yeah. um a lot of us have this really deep inherent sense of unworthiness and i just i think i just want to validate for people that okay we're all here we're all going through it and you're all worthy and 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 please like god if you are in a place where you need some help please just get it I, one of one thing that i did want to say during it's this podcast said is about done. i know you i know? absolutely know and 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 that is 100% a product of our society and our conditioning and all, our culture um but one thing that comes up a lot when i talk about mental health is people think that it's like going to a therapist is just for people who have severe personality disorders or schizophrenia or some diagnosis you don't have to have a diagnosis at all you can literally just come in because you're a human struggling with human issues and i just really want to encourage people if you're in that place right now because we are in an abnormal situation so if you are having a very usually valid reaction to a very stressful abnormal situation like a pandemic please do something and reach out and you know take advantage of the resources there are and don't think that like because you're seeing a therapist it makes you sick or wrong or bad go do it do it if you can afford it if you have your insurance for it whatever go fucking do it and 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 maybe your job your job might pay for a certain amount your job might cover it if you mm-hmm. have an employee assistance program and certain insurance companies like Ambetter are completely covering therapy appointments 100% throughout the duration of COVID-19. Oh, so wow. 100% covered. And if that's not an excuse to get in and deal with your shit and talk about some of your stuff and process some of your your stuff, I mean, really, you know, this is the time to do it. Right. So, um yeah i get it it's there are affordability issues but there are people like my uh therapy office resolve counseling in prairie village we do sliding scale we take in uh, people who can't pay we i mean 
there are options and I just mm-hmm. I, I hope that people know that they're out there and that you know if you have questions reach out to me on at Crystal Lampet on Instagram I have DMs all the time I, I love the DMs that I get about people asking for recommendations nice. and um, you know I I, I feel like we gave some we gave some airtime to the trolls, but I don't think I gave enough appreciation to the people who reach out to me who mm-hmm. are like, hey, I really need help with this. What do you recommend? And, and and you know, I can always give a referral or I can say, hey, I'm taking new clients. Come see me. Um, so so that's out there. And I, I would love to be that person for people, even if it's just guiding them to another resource right. that can help. Thank you. That's it. That was awesome. Like, we could easily keep going. There's so much more to talk about and get to. We'll save that for episode two. I don't know. That's it, everybody. Follow Crystal Lampant. Follow Neander Talk Pod. Uh, we're out of here. Bye. Bye.